Welcome to the Ruckus Sessions. We are recording. Hey, welcome back. Who the fuck are you? I'm Jesse. And I am Cody. And it's Mikey J. No way. And at the table today, we have owner of NJL Training, Nathan Lurie. What is up? Hey. What's up, Nathan? Thanks Ooh. for coming, man. Hey, welcome. thanks for having me, man. Oh, no problem. Anytime, anytime. This is exciting. So, Nathan, you are a, uh, a physical expert of sorts. Expert is probably not the word I would use. <laughs> I am a, I am a, a consummate student ah, of, of nice. human movement. That's Ooh. that's my. I like that's that. That's my gist. I that's like that. poetic. Yeah. I, I Expert means that you know more than others, and I do not. Hey, I like that. So you're constantly more. learning, staying humble. 100%. You're the expert yeah. at the table yeah. right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> hands <we> down. <laughs> I'll well, take that. I'll take that. on that, in on moderation. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> but on Mario Kart, I am not. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, rarely do we have actually a Mario Kart uh, expert, as we described, okay. uh, come into the studio. Um, I think who, it's happened who, once. Who owns the record? Danny Austin the owns Danny the Austin. Uh, record. He is a sports writer for okay. the Calgary Sun. Um, oh, nice. He writes for the Stamps and does yeah. like he does tons of st- yeah, post media. Sorry, we had a close second there just recently. I thought. Uh, G- Mr. Kevin Weir. Yeah, Kevin Weir was in uh, was in close to second, thirty three, thirty three, coming up, and just yeah, it and was a good who's, look. Who's in first? What's their thirty? Thirty two, forty eight. Thirty two. Wow, that's fast. Yeah, he hustled. Yeah, he, he hustled hard. He's like, oh, oh, Nintendo sixty four. I just came from playing this. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm fairly certain my two year old could have beat my score. <laughs> <laughs> you did all right. You did all right. It's uh, it's it's not the end of the pack for sure. No, no, you're not at the bottom uh, by by any means. That makes me feel. Way better. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually quite fun how competitive some people get. Some people get really quite competitive to see their name up on that board in a specific spot. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Especially returning guests. Playing sports from eight or nine years old. Yeah. Competitive is kind of an understatement. Yeah, it's just part of your nature. (laughs) You just don't like to lose. I don't want to beat anybody. I just... Don't want to lose to anybody. Yeah. Yeah, No doubt. If you're not first, you're last, right? (laughs) So you are all about... Uh, just speaking of making people feel comfortable, you're all about making people feel comfortable. Like that is, that is what you are in business for. You're about movement and making sure that people have kind of the, why why don't you, why don't you explain? Well, I mean, I started in personal training in 2000 and I want to say three, 2003, 2004, just training friends. So I was one of the probably first people to use the kettlebell. In oh, the yeah. city, when I started working at Good Life in Canyon Meadows, um, they hadn't even seen a kettlebell before, so oh, I wow. brought mine in and trained my clients with them. Right, and so from about 2003 on, I was just doing, you know, functional training. Um, I never really got into the bodybuilding split routines like bicep curls, chest press, things like that. I always viewed the body as you need to move multiple joints, like compound movements, yeah. all the time. Right? Yeah. Um, so that kind of just progressed into getting more into the fascia. So I, I, are you guys familiar with myofascia? That's, that's just a different, uh, muscle structure in the body. Like you have, so you have your, you have your muscle and then you have your fascia, which is like a collagen sheath that forms our posture basically. So the superficial layer forms your posture without it. You're on the floor in a, a bag of rubble. Right, so we we so, have a notion that our bones stack our body. It's not the bones; it's the fascia that keep us upright. So now we know that the fascia is more important in movement and health 
than we ever thought before. So they always gave credit to the muscle, you know, contraction, expansion. But now we know myofascia has way more to do with our overall health and emotion too. And that's, that's can affect just it. from what I was seeing, you brought, uh, you brought your book here, yep. um, which you guys can check out on Amazon, myofascial exercise for the modern day. Absolutely. Um, and it's got a few diagrams in here of what I, what I think you're talking about that blue skeletal, um, structure on page 16 and 17. Um, please reference your guide now. Yeah. If we follow along, um, now you're saying that those are constantly keeping us taught to, to be able to stand. So the, the anatomy trains principle is what I use as my foundation to how I treat clients and how I train clients. Okay. Um, Thomas Myers is out of, I want to say Phoenix, Arizona. He runs a, a thing called anatomy trains. And what it is, is it's not, it's not going against traditional thinking with the muscle fibers and it's adding to it. So what he's doing is he's dissecting human human bodies and he's finding that the chain between your neck and your foot is one continuous chain of fabric rather than broken into separate muscles. Oh, wow. So the muscles function. So we bend our arm, we bend our leg, but the fascia is in control of keeping that together. So we work on body lines. So it's myofascial meridians. Okay. And there's the deep front line and the one other one in the book for this book is the superficial front and superficial back line. And those are postural. Okay. So you bend down to tie your shoes, you're stretching the superficial back line, contracting the superficial front line. So quads and your rectus abdominals and your chest, that's superficial front. Superficial back line is your erectors and your hamstrings. Okay. So you're saying that these so. are all tied into one another from your neck to your toes. Like, is it, are you saying that the, 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 the fascia on the back is kind of wound near your pelvis, like down to your. So I think there's a picture of. Like this is, this is crazy to see. So that if you go to, if you go to and 17 and I talk about the deep, the deep front line. So when you hear core, I'm going to train core. Yeah. Yeah. That's core. So if you okay. guys could see the picture, the people listening, I yeah. recommend you at least Google deep front line. It'll give you an idea of what is involved in the actual core itself. So this is these these lines are all held together with the collagen, the fascia wow. of the body. So they dissect them and they have to follow a rule of you can't go up the hamstring and then hard break to the right because there's no chain. There's no chain in movement there, right? So when you bend over, you're using your hamstring, you're using your erectors to allow you to bend over. So that's the principle. So is that, that is that why people can't touch their toes? Because their fascia is tight versus saying like your muscles are tight now? So short form? Yes. Well, look, but, but, it, but long, like... So it's it's not taboo. Like people, people are starting to understand fascia and the role that it plays in movement okay. because it has nerve receptors in it. So... If it has nerve receptors, that's what controls movement. Okay. So it has intelligence when it comes to movement and emotion. Because there's input. That's right. Okay. So it is more in charge of our posture than we gave credit for before. So you would say, okay, my hamstrings are tight. That's fine. Your hamstrings may be tight, but they might just be tension. So your hamstring might be at its length, its full length. Why is that? What's pulling it into its full length, right? What's making it tight? So it could be your calf. 
It could be your erectors, could be your QL. I mean, it could be a number of things in the body that's creating your hamstrings to feel like they're tight. Wow. So stretching your hamstrings is probably not the best idea if they're already at full length. So, and, and that's, oh. that's the part right? about... So if you feel like you have tight hamstrings, the first thing you're going to want to check is what's tight on the front line. So deep front line, uh, your adductor muscles, so growing muscles, your psoas, um, your transverse abdominals is a huge part of the deep front line. And that's a lot of people lack that. Oh, yeah. That's... that's yeah, number. We did you just fucking point at me? No, when he said that people lack that. No, no. I, was I mean, I'm going to bring it up and say that that's my fault, anyways. But don't point at me when I'm not even looking at you. <laughs> I wasn't even, oh, that was a funny coincidence. Um, my yeah, ab, my abs are still transverse, sore from the gym, dude. The I can't even talk about it, man. I I was coughing the other it day, hurts. and I'm like, it's I can't the- even cough or chew and swallow. Like, oh my god, we're so dumb. <laughs> um, we're idiots for doing that to ourselves. But that's really interesting because that's you're right. The first thing I think if I have a tight hamstring is like, oh, I better like lean forward and stretch that bitch out and whatever. But if you're saying that it's already at full extension, then your hamstring isn't what's tight. Your fascia underneath is what's tight. Well, the fascia is over top. Oh, it so holds the, fa- the muscle. The fascia is if you go. So we have superficial. Uh, the fascial, the superficial, which is the sheath. So if you took your skin off, you'd see this white collagen that covers the entire body okay that's that's the superficial layer of fascia so that controls our posture so when that gets like if you have surgery they tear through the fascia it it solidifies so it's like uh scar tissue okay it deforms itself so it's going to affect something else along that body line eventually wow if you don't correct the scar tissue now that's some that's obviously something that you can train and grow or you you train train your fascia by simply moving by doing the so there's two two types of movement. There's the foundational movement, which is what we're born with, okay. right? Crawling, walking, running, climbing, whatever, right? Then you have adapted, which is sport specific. Even working out in the gym, doing a squat, that's an adapted movement. The human body is not designed to lift weights. We're designed to move, like right? That's we're designed to run. We're designed to crouch. We're designed hunting and gathering. Right? Even w- even when they show you that in kids, that, like look, kids pick stuff up so properly, oh, yeah, and we right. bend down and like. Right. So I look and I go, okay, well, I, that's the first thing I thought. Well, squatting must be an inherent movement because kids will pick stuff up from between their feet and right. drop their ass instead of picking stuff up from between their feet and dropping their shoulders. So we, we call it squatting, but it's sitting. Like my wife and I, we lived in Thailand for a year. It's Asian sitting, and you watch them sit and they'll sit for hours at the bottom so what they call ass to grass yeah with their heels planted though yeah i don't know how i cannot it, it, get into it's because that position. Oh, it's so it's in our in, in our society we're taught to sit in chairs from a young age yeah oh go sit at your desk go sit here sit 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 and then we do it as a job and like you guys probably do it quite a bit i don't do it as much anymore because well i don't have to sit anymore yeah which is great yeah which is awesome but we sit all the time Mm-hmm. So then you expect to stand up and move around and work out and feel good. Well, how is that possible? Like you guys are talking about your abs being sore. You probably did a bunch of like crunches or ab yeah, works. Yeah, we were doing uh, cable, cable crunches, right. leg raises, Russian twists. Yeah. We were doing everything, just yeah, yeah. fire on the core. <laughs> but then you look at your position you're in right now. You're sitting, right? Yeah. So what's shortened? Uh, all of muscles. your ab muscles, all, all of your, your psoas. Yeah, so, your back is extended. That's right. So you're you're sitting like this for however many hours a day. The average person, 8 to 10 hours, right? They're sitting at work. Then they sit in their car, sit at home, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So 20 hours a day you're sitting or sleeping. 
Then you turn around and go to the gym and then train the same exact same exact body line, right? Yeah. So squatting is all hip flexors. It's all quads. Yeah, you can do the glutes, but it's still predominantly you're closing your hip. Yeah. So then you're just doing the sitting position under stress because you're adding weight to it. Right? Huh. Interesting. So, so the, it's just so about being more mindful of, okay, if I'm sitting all day, chances are I probably don't want to go to the gym and then put load onto the position I was just spent 10 hours in. So then how would you, because one of the things that I find with, with doing squats in the mm-hmm. gym in general, or even working the muscles that are attached to doing squats, lower back mainly, how would you train something then if, if you're, if, because I used to be in construction, so I was walking right. 10 to 14 hours a day. I was standing up working, right? Now I'm back into an office and I have been for a couple of years now. So now going to the gym and doing this kind of stuff, I do kind of notice excessive stress on certain areas. Mm-hmm. I never realized doing a squat is sitting at my desk with a weight on my shoulder. Yeah. So how would I... So like you're uh, sitting I, right now, you're supposedly in a relaxed position. Mm-hmm. You're sitting in a chair, you know, you're kind of relaxed, but the muscles, the front line is still shortened. So you're still, you know, your hips, your hip flexors are still shortened. So... <coughs> My clients don't do squats. They don't do any any movements like that with weight until they can do a full astrograss position with no weight. Okay. So until you can do full range of motion with no stress, why would you put stress on it? Yeah, no, for sure. You're just asking for injury. So I think probably the biggest thing for the fitness industry here is they want you to train like an athlete. They say, well, train like an athlete. Yeah, but we're not athletes. We, we sit behind a desk. We're, we're sedentary. Our society is about as sedentary as it gets. Pretty much, yeah. And then you're going to stress yourself by training like an athlete for what benefit? And, yeah, what, you're what, not an athlete. The benefit, right? Like, <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge – I love strength training, but I would never strength train over moving. Yeah. So I would never strength train to the point where I'm hurt. Just say, okay, I can lift. 300 pounds yeah like i mean what's the point of that yeah for me personally no for sure and for my clients that come to me they're they're not looking to bench 300 pounds right do you have more of a um do you have an older demographic of clients it's actually early 20s to i work with a lady now who is 70 who was just diagnosed with parkinson's so i work with so it's, I mean, it's a huge range of people, they, right? They just said that, uh, they just said that this kind of stuff is phenomenal for Parkinson's. If you can get like yeah. boxing, yeah. like getting in and doing like quick motion yeah. stuff to get your body so tired out that it just doesn't want to have like the shakes, but, but, but it's, but it's something neurological. Like is I was, it? yeah, I was watching you just, bit. you just said it. I would, it's, it's not physical. No, it's, it's, it's neurological, neurological because the, the nerve synapses aren't firing the same mm-hmm. in Parkinson's. So if you can force them to by doing the movements then it, it keeps them it i don't think it can stop it no but progression it, but it but it, it slows it right yeah down. it definitely helps them out you yeah. know and, and and it it was i was watching this video and there was tons of people doing you know speed bags up top just for something like and they were cranking it like <laughs> they were professional like they were mm-hmm. doing really well at it but again because they can focus on it and have their nerves and their brain all fire like okay concentrate concentrate it's all neurological firing and it's, yeah, I just heard that it was amazing for Parkinson's. Yeah. So my client right now, she couldn't, she had forward roll in her left scapula. So it means like the pec minor is shortened. So it's 
forward okay. roll. So her looked like she had a football trap, football player's trap. Holy smokes. So at 70. She had no control over her scapula whatsoever. She couldn't move it. She couldn't force it. Right. So wow. just doing some myofascial work with her and small neurological movements, she can squeeze her scapula together now. Hell yeah. So that's, that's, that's the incredible. point for me, right? Yeah, that's, no, for sure. But then She's you get the 25 year old athlete. So I work with a, a girl. I'm going to give her a shout out here quick. Yeah. So Nicole Silvera, she is a Olympic hopeful skeleton athlete. Nice. Nice. And uh, I've been working with her for a couple of years. She was, she started with me when she was doing uh, fitness competitions. Cool. Just to kind of get wear and tear, right? Yeah. Uh, and then now she's transferred over to uh, doing skeleton. So, but she's 20, Dang, there's a conversation I want to have. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Uh, and she's, and she's an Olympic hopeful. You said like oh, she's, yeah. she's, she's, yeah. she's and gunning she, for it. She does. Um, I think she just transferred over into like CrossFit. So I'm, obviously I'm seeing her more. Shout out to all you CrossFitters. <laughs> shout, but, uh, shout out to CrossFitters. Yeah. <laughs> that, They're not going to hear this. They're out doing CrossFit. It, it doesn't happen very much. CrossFit. I'm just like, take a shout out, you guys. You guys are getting crapped on all the time by everybody. So shout out CrossFit. Well, no, shout out. Really, shout out to you guys. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So she she's an amazing athlete, but even her patterns change because of the training, right? So the, the fascia will form and tighten where it's needed, where it's under demand. So now that she's doing more CrossFit, her neck and her shoulders are, are paying the price. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so it's for just, sure. And do you have to be, do you as a trainer have to be a little more specific on the sport? Like if you're training somebody who's doing skeleton, do you go and do a little bit of digging into like, okay, um, this is the position? So part of my background is biomechanics. Okay. And I started in biomechanics of rotational sports. So when my wife and I lived in Thailand, I studied uh, biomechanics of golf. Because I was working with amateur and professional golfers over there. Cool. Um, but then that transferred to like hockey because it's rotational. Baseball, uh, throwing a football, throwing throwing or catching or hitting something, right? Nice. Um, so it just kind of started with wanting to understand what our body does naturally and what we can make it do safely. Yeah. Right? Yeah, So, I mean, sure. you can do parkour, but if you're not pliable for it, if your fascia isn't elastic you're doing damage. Yeah, right? I bet. I hey. mean, those guys that jump around, they're so elastic. I mean, it's ridiculous. Now, is there a way to train your fascia? Like if, will it get used to your movement if you're constantly doing something? So like a parkour athlete, if he took his time and did it properly yep. and learned how to jump and land and instead of just going to the gym and crushing out abs like two assholes... <laughs> Is, can, 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 you can guys you? aren't assholes, though. <laughs> He's not talking about me. He's talking about him and his other friend. Oh, the other guy. The other, the other asshole. Guy. The other asshole. <laughs> um, can, you, can, can you essentially train your fascia then? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Mo- moving is training your fascia. Okay. So walking, running, climbing, doing those things, that's training your fascia. That's what it's designed for. Okay. Um, when you introduce adapted movements, so like sports-specific or what you guys are doing at the gym, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's not... It's not something that you would do as a human being. It's adapted. It's an adapted movement, right? Like even chest press is adapted. When are you ever going to do that? Just sitting unless, there going like uh, Unless this you're a ton working on your car and it falls on you and you got to press it. it it's, that's it, it's a movement the, that's not relevant. That's the only reason I do chest press, just in case I'm under a car and a car yeah, falls on me. A car fall, but, hey. See, I hear it. You you have a wife. Yes. Does everybody here have a wife? Yep. Yeah. So we do it because they like it. That's also true. <laughs> That's also true. We do chest press and the shoulders and, you know, 
skip leg day true that oh god <laughs> so it's because if you do leg day you can't skip after leg day right it's just your legs are done <laughs> right and that brings me to my next point you should never be sore enough that you can't train again you should be able to work out every single day really yeah so just so we're doing something a little off uh, i don't think it's wrong i don't think it's off i think it's probably specific to what maybe you told your trainer you wanted to do and they put you on a plan based off of what you had. Oh, this, oh to no, no, no! This, or this, 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 this was just, just, just free okay. forming. Yeah, this was. Oh this yeah, was this was so ze- this was zero trainer intervention. Okay. This was just two dudes in a gym going, "How do we get so big, dude?" <laughs> and then the doorways had to be removed and French doors installed, and because we're just huge now. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty, pretty big. much. I was going to say your chairs are a little bit bigger than ours. Yeah, well, you'll notice that we're using glass instead of plastic cups because plastic cups just <laughs> like you just can't. <laughs> and then my dainty hands has a nice no, it's good. Starbucks cup. <laughs> it's hey, man, you know what? That's control. That's myofacial control that you're not just crushing it. We have no control over that shit. Is there? Do you have that in your arms and stuff too? Like I noticed Everywhere. it was all down the back. Everywhere. So I wish I would have brought the, my other book, um, but it shows all the body lines. Your whole body is is fascia. So the superficial is like we talked about over the skin or under the skin. Your deep layer is within the muscle. So if you ever cut into a steak and you see the little white swirls that are with, that's the fascia. Oh, wow. Okay. So that, so it wraps the muscle bundles and then the individual muscles as well. And, and this is something I'm just trying to, to get a, to get my mind around this. Mm -hmm. Is this something that can callous? Like, it, like, does it harden and callous to the point where you can't move it, it again? If you don't use it. You so, like, if it. you sit in a certain position, um, your body will form to that position. Okay. Because it's postural integrity, right? So okay. It, you're putting your, like, if I sat like this all the time, my body would eventually adapt <clears throat> and to want this body to be in position. that position. Because it, right now, it's not comfortable for me more than a, a few seconds. But if I sat like this, the body and the brain would go, okay, well we have to make compensations because you can't be in pain. Okay. Your okay. body would form and then you would stand up and then you would be in pain. Yeah, for That's sure. That's why your back hurts and stuff when you stand up, right? And and again, you're saying that, that if your back is sore, it's something that your front is lacking. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Core core development is the first and foremost that people should should get in touch with when, wow. they, when they go to a gym or really? they start any, any exercise is core development. Do you have a few favorite like starters? For, uh, for cores, because I know when 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 a lot of people hear the word core, they they think let's start doing the mm-hmm. abdominal crunches. Yeah, yeah. but you talk seven thousand sit ups a day. You talk to like my sister who played in college for for hockey. You right. talk to them about doing core, and they're yeah. standing on a workout ball that's cut in half and right. chucking a medicine ball back and forth. So yeah. there's there's quite a different divide. So do you have like a for a beginner's? You want to start working your core. So I, I'm going to go off of um, probably the the three best would probably be from Dr. Stuart McGill. Okay. So he's the back guru of Canada, right? Um, he does the bird dog. If you guys are familiar with the bird dog, which nope. is you're on your hands and your knees, one arm and oh. one leg opposite extend. We've okay. done those. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't say just do that movement, like <clears throat> Google it, research it. Uh, read about how to do it properly to engage the transverse because that's first and foremost is the transverse abdominal. Um, side planks are huge. And then your standard plank would be probably one of my go-tos. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And that's a, yeah, that those are a really good place to, to start then. 
Yeah. I see. So the, if, I, if you're doing, if you're doing health, if you're doing body health, flexion, flexion is not what you want to do. So doing crunches and sit-ups that you don't need to do that. You're sitting all day. You, you want to lengthen those muscles, right? You want to get them under stress in their length. So planks, side bridges, your muscles in its posture, but the muscle is contracted. So interesting. Yeah. I like that. Okay. That plank thing, I see that all over the internet. Plank for 30 days straight, and you'll transform your body, and you'll have so much of this, and your stomach will never see the floor again. And I'm like, that's bullshit, but apparently it's not bullshit. Apparently I should just start fucking planking. So let's let's go 50% bullshit. 50% truth, If I, if I plank three minutes a day, your Your back is going to feel better. Like, your your back is going to feel better if you do those three those three positions. Really? Yeah. Wow. Now, will your stomach hit the floor? Well, then nutrition comes into it. Then, Well, there's a few other things you know for I mean? sure, yeah. But the transverse abdominals is our internal muscle sheath that is underneath all the superficial stuff, right? Yeah, all bubble this, wrap, I like All the six-pack. And well, and that's what Wayne keeps telling us is that, like, if, you, you know, just if you're sitting, just think about keeping your, keep, keep your stomach in your rib cage. Like, keep everything yeah. nice and tight, right, nice and in, and yeah. eventually you might not look like you have abs, but your gut won't hang out because your transverse abdominals are keeping everything where they should be. All your right. all your subvisceral yeah. stuff is, you know. And that's the third layer of fascia is the visceral okay. around the organs. Okay. And that's something that you want to have kind of at a looser because you, obviously you so tighten around your organs. So there's a balance between being having tension where needed and then having mobility when needed. Okay. So most people have back problems like golf, especially golfers, amateur golfers, like weekend warrior type will hurt their back because they're rotating through their lumbar, which is not designed for. It's designed for stability and small flexion, the lumbar spine. Where they should be rotating through their shoulders. Through their, their rib cage. Oh, okay. So ribs and up is a rotational segment of the human body. That's where we get our mobility. Not through your hips and lower back. That's why my back's always sore after golfing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm just just thinking the very same thing. I'm like, last game of golf I played, I'm like, God. You can almost hear it crack. (laughs) (laughs) See, it was Chubbs that That got us That might just be power, though, man. Because he's telling us it's all in the hips. If you swing out of your shoes, you have, you know, it's anybody's guess if you're going to get injured. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess, eh? But the, the lumbar is not designed to rotate. So for the average person with a weak core, that's where it's going to rotate because the thoracic will lose its mobility and become rigid. So then where you have to rotate somewhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's pretty much like trying to turn your tailbone when you're doing that, isn't it? Like, cause you're, yeah, you're so a, close to your, yeah. It's not a, if you really looked at just the muscle that connects into the hip area, I mean, you're talking a freeway of muscles and tendons and ligaments it's it's an absorber it's not a it's not designed for mobility no no right like women are a little bit different their uh their sacrum will will spread for childbirth so they're they have a little bit wider of a a sacrum right yeah but our si's are it's just a ligament on both sides that stabilizes when we're running right yeah i guess and going back to what you're saying about like just thinking about the natural way the human body moves it would be more for, like you say, running or jumping off of something and having mm-hmm. to land and take all that impact so it's not right. in your legs. Like, yeah. huh, that's crazy. So plantar fasciitis Ooh, is... Fasci- See, now it's making sense. Right. So if you think about the feet, you're f- the it's supposed to be rigid at impact and then elastic on recoil. So when you land, 
the fascia goes rigid. So it, the, uh, the fluid, the ground substance leaves so that it ridges, so that it braces. Okay. But then when you spring, it goes back to being like a trampoline. And it pumps all that back into it. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if like plantar fascia is, is the fascia in the Achilles and the, and the foot not working properly. Is so that there's turf either, toe? I'm not really super familiar with turf toe. Um, I think that's more to do with the ligament in the actual toe itself. Oh, okay. Okay. Isn't so that, isn't that when you're, isn't that from like constantly running and, and jamming your toe back in your shoe? Like you're talking about like setting and like. Oh, okay. See, I, I wasn't sure because you always hear it come out of the NFL, but I, I thought it had more to do with the foot rather than just the toe, and they just called it turf toe. But I'd it, I mean, it, I'm not really familiar with turf toe. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, I don't that's wanna, fine. Yeah, no, I don't want to say. Bring it up there, Jesse. Yeah, Go- you know, Google I'll turf toe while we're on this. Let's, let's Google it. But I will, I will tell you that when I was Sorry, dude. 19 and I was competing in kickboxing, I, I kicked a guy with my big toe and in the forehead. Poked a hole and in him. No, my oh. my toe my toe still hurts. Really? Like to this day. Oh wow. And that's Jeez. 20 21 years. And do you so know so you if know that if that has to do with turf toe then I have turf toe. Do you know <laughs> what to attribute that to though? Like do you know like like now in your in your physical knowledge uh, being can you look 19 and, go, and basically letting it just leaving it. Even though it was crooked. Oh, so had I, you done something to it, it, it probably would be okay. Uh yeah. But now, yeah. just because of, yeah, uh, I mean, it's, I have that in my shoulders too. AC separation. I stretch my toes all the time because mm. if I don't, then my Achilles on my left will hurt if I don't stretch my big toe. Killing we got to talk about that afterwards. Okay. My my wife uh, subluxed both her ankles. Okay. Jumping off, a, well, she fell off a bouldering wall and landed okay. on both her ankles and. Yep. Yeah. And they so she out. she did twice what I did in the military. So I was repelling, and I okay. Timeout. Snapped my timeout. You have dropped little fucking Easter egg nuggets <laughs> throughout this conversation. That I'm like, wait, what the fuck? So, just no big deal. Me and yep. the wife are in Thailand. Yep. And I'm teaching amateur golfers. That's yep. what I first picked up on. Yep. Then you know I'm just a kickboxer. On top of this, not anymore. Well, you've I'm done forty. It. I'm forty. You've done I'm forty. It. I don't I'm, kickbox no. anymore. Hey, you're more no. of a kickboxer than I am. I he just kicks. Class. He just kicks boxes now. Yeah, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I really, was go- really I was hard gonna, too. I was going to ask you about know. your shirt because okay. I love your damn shirt, but yep. now you just dropped military on us. Right. This this is getting really exciting. Okay. You have lots of lots of background story here. Were uh, you doing any of this in the military? No. 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 You didn't this, tr- this, train or te- like. No. This. Yeah. This where is did a this product. This is a product of. So, I hurt my I hurt my right SI golfing, just you know. For SI for those who don't know is the the sacrum. So it's the okay. it's the ligament in between the sacrum and the hip. Okay. So I tweaked it golfing. Um, it bugged me for a few years. I kind of just let it go. Um, was doing really hardcore into Olympic lifting for a few years. It, it was always bugging me. I, I treated it, stretching it. You know, how yeah. most people will do it. Um, and then I read a book from Thomas Meyer and James Earls in. 2011 i believe and it's called uh fascial release for structural balance and since 2011 changed changed everything changed my complete perspective on training and on um how to reconnect so like neuroplasticity how to reconnect the mind and the body together (coughs) i'm sorry so with the military side Mm -hmm. do you see 
or did you see? I don't know if you're still involved with them or have a connection no, to them still, but no. d- did you see a lot of? Because I think military training, and I look, I think of these videos now where these guys are doing these fucking windshield wipers and they're doing these crazy, you know, right. full bar push ups mm-hmm. and all this crazy shit. And I'm like, wow. so if you're in the military and you got to have your ruck with you, obviously you need to be able to carry shit and you need to be tough. Yeah. So is that the training style that they go with where it's like just get in there and do as much as you can? And now on the outside of it, you think to yourself, this is totally different. So lifting, lifting weights. I think I I might have worked out once while I was in the military okay. with actual weights. Okay. Because it's not it, it doesn't matter like how much you can bench or squat. Yeah. It just matters how far can you run and how how much can you deal with like stress endurance wise. So so power and muscle has nothing to do with that, right? No, so that's... carrying your rucksack is so without knowing it the fascia will give you free energy. So when you walk, if you've ever like been walking with someone and you, you just feel like you can walk forever, forever. Yep. You're in that stride where your fascia is actually doing the work. Your muscles really aren't doing anything. The fascia is actually recoiling everything. Oh, cool. So you learn to do that with the rucksack on. You just, you get into a pace where you can just, you don't even feel it. Yeah. You just go. Wow. Now how long, yeah. How long did you serve? Uh, I didn't get quite get my two years because I had a lower leg injury, so I had to take a <clears> medical <throat> discharge. Um, but I did some like work overseas as a contractor. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And what did you do in the military? Were you communications? Uh, infantry. Oh, infantry. Yeah. Cool. Right yeah. on. So to talk the shirt. This yeah. is this is a shirt for Wounded Warrior of Canada. Uh, we donate to them every year, and you can go on the WoundedWarriors.ca uh, and order apparel, and all the proceeds go to the veterans. Perfect. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So it's not a government-run uh, operation, which will always go back to the government. So those yeah. license plates that you buy, yeah. all that goes back to the government. The military sees none of that. Really? So that's why we don't... Isn't don't the military government-funded? Uh, so yeah, but facto? I'm talking so, so soldiers. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. So okay, soldiers okay, okay. don't get... The, the military will as an establishment, like as a, as a business. But the actual... Will. But the soldiers, soldiers see none of that, no. But this way they do yeah. with the Wounded yeah, Warriors of Canada. Sure. Okay, cool. Well, awesome. thank, thank you and everybody else out there for their service. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Well, really thank those who are still serving. Yes. Yes. Because yes. nowadays would be probably the worst the worst time in history to be in the military oh, other than the, the Great man. War, right? It's probably so confusing being in the military <clears throat> right now. It's probably so confusing because you're like... Well, it seems like the Canadian military is underfunded as well. Well, but but just just military in in general, like it's just it's probably so confusing because you're like, okay, I want to go do this. I know what I'm out here doing this for, but then you probably get every day is a different. Like, yeah, we should. No, we shouldn't. Yes, from top. No, from top. Like, because it's just ever changing. The landscape is ever changing. Of this is what we want to do. We want to be over here. Okay, we're friends with them. Not like. Whereas back, like you say, during the Great Wars, it was like, okay, we know an enemy. Yeah. That's our enemy. Like, yeah. let's go and deal with this. Whereas now, your enemy could be anybody, I guess. Like, you're looking around going, okay, like in the Great War, you're not going to have kids coming up. And like, but now, who knows what people are using for what? So it's it's got to be crazy being in the military. I agree. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I probably still have friends that I served with that are still in that I probably don't talk to anymore. Oh, yeah. And if there are... Like, you know, Godspeed, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, my, my grandfather was uh, was in the military as well. Okay. And he was like, he yeah, he was overseas and did stuff too. He's a mechanic and worked on everything for them. But yeah. it's crazy, man. Yeah. It's nuts. And, and the life you have to live, moving around and not being home. And 
yeah. Big ups yeah. to you guys. Thank yeah. you so much for your huge, service, you guys. Huge. That's, That's awesome. awesome. So how did you also end up as a kickboxer then? Because they're like... Ooh. Did you do that in Calgary? Or like, were you uh, born in Calgary? So I've done... I, I was born in Calgary. So Another wow. one. Nice. Lived, nice. lived here till I was four or five. Sorry, mom, if I get that wrong. <laughs> um, and then we moved to California. My dad is a pastor. And uh, we lived in Orange County for, I want to say, 10 years. Oh, wow. Nice. So I came back up here for high school and then have been here ever since. What high school? school? Yeah. Uh, James Fowler. Oh, oh nice. Right cool. Yeah. We're Beaverbrook and Central products. Central Memorial. Oh, yeah. my wife was a Central High School teacher two years ago. She's at Wisewood now, but she was at Central for a couple of years. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Uh, if you're listening, sorry. Uh, <laughs> what, when I went to Central... They didn't have cameras on every corner inside, um, and there was actually a separate school across the parking lot Shaughnessy. called Shaughnessy, where all that shit went down. Uh, but oh, did they combine it all now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now it's uh, I think it's now it's Center West Campus or something stupid that they're like it's Shaughnessy is now is that the one across Fiftieth? Yeah, it's, it's they share a parking crazy. lot, don't they? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a specialty school now. I think. Well, they, uh, Alti was. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Alti yeah. was always always oh, a specialty always been school. There. Okay, but the one across the parking lot used to be Shaughnessy High School, and then it went to Juno Beach Academy, um, and they put Shaughnessy High School because it was like a trades high school. Shaughnessy. Okay. Uh, they put it into Central Memorial, and as soon as they put it into Central Memorial, those schools did not get along. Uh, just parking lot rivals yeah, sort of yeah. thing, and now they put cameras inside on every corner so you can see everything going on inside. And like, again, schools are nuts now. That's, um, that's the future, man. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to be I cameras and surveillance is the future. It sounds like it sounds like 1984. Um, it has to be that way. But we have no other options. Central Memorial, yeah, it was it was a good place. And now your wife teaches at Wisewood. She's at Wisewood. Cool, yeah. right on. Right. Yeah, I know Sweet. a couple people so go down there. Shout too. out to the phys ed department at Wisewood. Yeah, what's up? Go. Whoop whoop. There it is. So you were saying this, um, <coughs> the myofascial is kind yeah. of new, or not new, but it's we're just discovering more and more how important. We're, it is. we're giving more credit to it. When did that all come about? Like, is this in the last twenty years? The last fifty? So years? really, the the pioneer is Thomas Myers from anatomy trains so he he designed this system i don't want to say design but he cultivated yeah that's a good word he cultivated and and made it um understandable and applicable for meat popsicles like myself okay so right meatheads like me i go oh man this stuff makes sense to me it's not a science guy going this that this that it's layman term yeah it's a person who who's like you can use this in movement. You can use this in therapy. The principles are not taking away from muscle anatomy. They're not taking away from what the medical field has discovered already. They're just adding to it. They're just saying it's not as simple as your bicep doing a job by itself. Right. It's way right. more complex. It, it's the trap is involved, right? The forearm is involved. Your rhomboids are involved. It's all involved in your arm moving, right? So he's just saying, you know, and do you think that's, that that's why it's got such a um, such a open acceptance is because you're not trying to reinvent the wheel. You're just saying, here's things we should be also looking at in the wheel. Like the wheel's perfect. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Yeah. But we're just we're just looking only at the tread of the tire. We need to be looking at the side walls and like there's there's other aspects of it. Yeah. Spokes. I, I think it, I think too it's part of just being 15 years down the road. Yeah. I mean, 15 years ago when I worked at Good Life. It was bodybuilders that were trainers. I mean, that that was the yes bodybuilders physique people. They were the ones that were doing the training, right? There was no functional fitness 
trainers yeah. back then, right? Yeah. Um, so I think it's just with the times, we, we understand that that's fine. Like working for aesthetics is fine, but it's not functional, right? Nor is nor is doing a handstand push-up. That's not a functional movement. No. You can do it. That's you just do whatever you want. Yeah, do whatever you want to do, but they're not. it's not functional. So I think as we started to understand, okay, what does function mean? Like for me, it means moving pain-free. Yes, 100%. Right? I don't want to wake up and be like, oh my God, my back. No, hundred percent. You know, so now let's let's dive into sure. what it is that you do with the fascia. Okay. Now that we've gone over everything, we kind of have a base of uh, how important it is and kind of the the levels of depth through your body because there are yep. different layers of it. Right. Um. Let's get into this fucking cupping thing, man. Okay. What the hell is that? So I do what's called myofascial decompression cupping. So Not just regular everyday cupping. So you have. You do have, you have cupping where they do the suction cups or the silicone cups and a lot of massage therapists will call it myofascial release where they'll put the cup on specific trigger points. Okay. What, what is a trigger point to them anyways? Okay. And, uh, it's supposed to offer some sort of release from tension, but the problem is, is that the fascia is so dense. It's such a dense tissue that you have to move while you're doing the cupping. So that's that's where the decompression comes the, in. The the right? person getting the cupping has to be moving. Yeah, so okay. they so my clients will do exercises and movement patterns while they're doing the cupping. So I'll I'll do the scrubbing, get the tissue and the nervous system activated and then put the cups in specific areas that we're working and they'll move through certain patterns and 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 this is a this is a suction based thing like you're pumping air out to suck it to yeah, them so or there's, you're heating there's, it or there's compression, which is like massage. You're you're pushing the tissue right? You're using your hands or a tool to push into the tissue. Okay. And then the cupping is lifting. So it's decompressing, it's pulling the fascia away from the muscle. Okay. So it's, it's relieving tension. And this is, this is done through heating the cup up and then placing it on? Uh, no, or? no, you can do silicone, which is by hand suction, or okay. you have, there's a pump okay. that you can use. Okay. And, yeah. and you're talking about the scrubbing, like you put it on the, uh, the I don't want to say the muscle, the fascia, and you pull it down and you move like to kind of open things up, like yeah. So let's because we were I talking about Michael Phelps over, earlier, right? Like right. He, he has the stationary dots on his shoulders. That's right. And you said that that was a form of this, but not yeah, really. That's what. that's called static. Okay. So what what he's doing is he's covering a specific area of his body to improve blood flow. So the marks that you get from the cup. It's not bruising. If it's bruising and it's sore, the person doing it is is not doing it properly. Yeah. It's the blood is stagnant. So the the dead blood cells or the stagnant blood is being pulled to the surface so that new blood can work into the the damaged area. Yeah, okay. So that it can just promote healthier movement. And oh. especially him, right? Like swimmers their scapula and their lats and their trap. I mean, they're they're just Big working movement. so hard. Big movement. Pulling through the water like that, right? Okay, and then what you're doing mm-hmm. is different than what we saw in Michael Phelps. Then it is. It's the it's the next stage. So okay. he's he's getting static, and I'm not saying that he doesn't get the scrubbing because he probably does. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Obviously, he's a high level athlete, so he probably has the best people working on him. Yeah, this is just um, the exposure that I think everybody saw for for this was right. was during the Olympics because yeah. w- because my understanding is that where the Olympics were. Um, is kind of the the hub of where this was developed because they were doing the swimming in 
No, they when it was in the when it was in the states. Um, it goes way San, San Francisco, I think, way earlier than that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Um, the Indian culture were doing it with bones, so they would suction bone like empty husks to do it for circulation and for disease and to cure colds and stuff. Like cut a bone in half and then. Well, they would. They would probably kill the animal to eat the animal and then yeah. hollow out the husk. Oh, wow. And then they would use the husks and stick what? it on there. So TCM, like traditional Chinese medicine, probably made it more predominant for us. Okay. As a Western civilization, like acupuncture, yeah. right? Yeah. Like when I first got out of the military with my leg injury, acupuncture was like, oh, this is- It's magic. Don't do it's it. It's crap. It doesn't work. And I had it done and I was walking without a cane in like six months. Holy. Where they told me I would probably walk with a cane forever. Really? Yeah. Wow. So there's there's legitimate to anything that you're going to do, right? And do you work in conjunction with acupuncturists or um, like... So in my office at the Nardella Clinic, they offer massage, chiropractor, um, acupuncture, and then some other modalities that I'm not over familiar with. Yeah. Um, it, so acupuncture is great for stimulating nervous system because okay. there there are specific meridians in within the acupuncture modality that stimulate nerves a different chart than what you would look at way different okay yeah, way different okay. so ours is a myofascial chart theirs would be a nervous system chart now they might run parallel to one another because the human body runs so many different towards systems, our toes yeah. and towards our fingers right yeah um but it's much more in depth because it's a small needle going into a very specific yeah. place, right? Where yeah. the myofascial meridians are covering a much broader And how area. big are the cups? Like you're doing an inch, two inch round? It, it depends. So like if I'm doing, if I'm doing a bicep, bicep part of the arm line, I would probably use, yeah, probably a one to one and a half inch silicone cup okay. for what, scrubbing. What if you're doing my lower back? Um, if you're doing like SI like release, I would probably use like a three inch. Oh, really? Cup, yeah. Wow. That's pretty big. Like, yeah. I think like that's the bottom of a coffee. Yeah. I'm like top <laughs> of a coffee. Yeah. yeah. It, would, it would probably be the biggest one I would use is probably the opening to your glass of water. That's like big. this. Yeah. That's big. Yeah, yeah. Now, now are you leaving them? Cause again, I, I just can't get this, this picture out of my mind of like, no, you're, okay. you're pretty much human crop circling, <laughs> but, but. Are you are you leaving them on for an exter- like certain amount of time to get that not bruising but that that uh, I'm going to call Pull. it hickey. stagnation? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a it's a blood stagnation. It it is abrasive to the skin, but it's it shouldn't hurt. No, no, no. Like it's, it's, it shouldn't be tender like to hickey. the touch, right? Yeah, it's like a hickey, right? You're yeah. just pulling yeah, all the blood yeah. to the top, but yeah. but you're leaving that on a certain spot, or you're moving it around. Like what is a what so does a session you, with you look like? It's such a it's such a variation between leaving it. And working the the cups through the body line, so very very seldom will I leave leave them on for a period of time. I might leave it on while I'm working a different area, okay, and then go back and move them around while the other one is being stagnant. Um, I don't do a lot of static. My 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 whole principle is just move, get move. Don't come to me and then lay still. Yeah, right. Like. But are you talking you, like you lunges? To, like people are doing lunges and you're uh, trying to lunge beside them and get a cup on them? Like, <laughs> like I'm picturing you like, okay, slow down. I can't do this so fast. Yeah, like, so it's to, to explain it verbally is very difficult. <laughs> and it is something that I um, have tried to like seek outside help on how to explain 
the patterns that we use like in like my company the, like the, the patterns within the patterns. movement right because okay. we we want to emulate our natural movement patterns as much as possible okay so you're standing you bend down you reach across you're turning your right lat is opening up your front line is shortening we're working the back line so we're trying to release tension in the back yeah doing that right yeah so while you're in that position i'm doing scrubbing or working some other area with the cups okay okay and it's so, and it's from it's from just like i'm just trying to picture so if, if you're like you're saying you're reaching across your body opening that up yep are you just i'm just doing that repeated number of times while you're doing this or i'm doing so we'll do it probably three or four okay three or four slow controlled like depends on the count yeah I, I mean i don't want to say it's to a three count because what is that really it's just However if I feel you're moving too fast, I'm going to tell you to slow down yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But it, it, it's a controlled pattern. We want we want the fascia to realign naturally. So you can't force it. You can't move super fast because yes, it can okay. contract, right? Okay, yeah. So moving through a controlled pattern allows you to decompress that tissue a little bit easier. So it would be probably three or four, and then we would reassess. Yeah. person would move and be like, okay, yeah, it's a little bit less. Then we would do it again. Yeah. And then if it's gone, it's gone. Hmm. Like I've had clients that have come to me that can't tie their shoe, can't stand back up. They do one treatment and then I don't see them ever again because they're fine. Really? Oh yeah. my goodness. And then some takes, you know, depends on, depends on where your, where your mind is. Yeah. I was going to ask if that's a big, I, cause again, I know for Cody and I being in the gym for mm -hmm. me personally, um, it's, it's great to go and work out with a partner because my mind will my mind will stop me before my body actually stops me. Right. So that connection obviously drives through the myofascial, um, like connection too, right? Where you're like, mm -hmm. okay, like I just, I can't, I can't get down there. And you're like, yeah, you can just, 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 just like, let, we can do this. Mm -hmm. So you find that a lot of your clientele have to overcome a mental barrier first or. Once you're injured or once you perceive you're injured, the brain will put pain points to, so that, you avoid doing those movements. Constant so reminders. Like, I'll go back to my back injury. So it was a very subtle injury. It wasn't even a big deal. But because in my head, I associated the pain with a certain pattern, yep. with a certain movement, every time I would golf, my back would kill. Anytime I would do rotation, my, my, my lower back would just like flare up. And then I realized it's not my body. Because I've never been stronger. My core has never been better. It's my brain. So then I started doing those patterns slowly. Started moving my body through that pattern really controlled. Yep. To where a point where if I moved slow enough and there was no pain, I could speed up. And then if I went a little bit faster and there was no pain, I could go even quicker. And then now I can rotate at whatever speed I want and I don't have any discomfort. It's a ridiculous club head speed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where the ball's going to go, hey, but, but I sure can win. swing, man. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah tar targeting's swing. a different thing. Yeah, yeah. Targeting's a different but thing. But anything, even that. like in boxing, it would hurt if I threw a really hard like right hook. It would hurt just because of that torque in, Interesting. in the lower back, right? But now I have nothing. No so, pe so people who are like amazing fighters, like I, I think a Tyson. Yep. Like his... He was so he was so dense though, like if you look at Tash, uh, his like Tyson's body, he was so dense that he wasn't moving a lot. Like if you really it was kind watch of the Batman him, syndrome. Yeah, he wasn't long like like a lot of the taller fighters, like Lennox Lewis yep. or one of those guys. So his punches were so short and so fast that he was just 
He pretty yeah, much just threw so his whole body out. behind it. I was going to yeah. relate this to a completely different fighter, Conor McGregor, yeah. being yeah, yeah. A, um, uh, what he defines as a connoisseur of movement, mm-hmm. right? Like he, he, uh, that goofy ass walk. That I he love does. the chicken <laughs> walk, man. But there's a, there's a. That theory. says I'm a hundred million dollar walk. <laughs> yeah, shit. But he's right? hey, he's just stretching out, man. There's a there's a legit <laughs> reason that he does these type of crazy weird movements that everyone starts judging, but. Would something like this play a play a role in his kind of form of training? Where what what he does is more probably more applicable to you and I, yeah, than what we think. Really? So the way he moves would benefit you and I more than going to a gym and lifting weights. Absolutely. And why is that? Because you're moving. That's we're designed to move freely. We're okay. so we're so impinged and so tense all the time from stresses and all that stuff that i mean you imagine trying to move like those guys move i mean you wouldn't I, be able to do half the stuff i right? know i'm not that bendy yeah <laughs> but you could be if yes. you just learned how to like relax your fascia and, and retrain it right interesting yeah so I, I like the movement stuff that he does um the culture of fighters probably don't like it because it's not cool. atypical training and it looks kind of soft and makes your sport look weird. <laughs> yeah. What's but I mean, what, what does it matter if he's moving like that or if he's putting guys to sleep? Like in the grand scheme of things, I mean, that's, that's what and matters. And that's the right? thing. Yeah. You see his movement in the ring mm-hmm. and it is, oh yeah, it's frightening. He's like liquid in the ring. Yeah. It's. Well, you can kind of relate that also to hockey, whereas a lot of people take figure skating first. And yeah. that's kind of like taboo Paul or whatever Korea, man. Yeah. But i did i did figure skating when i was a kid and played hockey yeah it's, oh, yeah. it's for great sure. for oh, yeah. skating and yeah. great for i hated it balance. <laughs> but i did it <laughs> well you see uh who what some goalie was doing like pirouettes the other day yeah. just like prep while he was warming up he was like <laughs> do you remember a few years ago when there was like this big surge of hockey players doing yoga like there was this big surge of yoga being part of 2000s yeah 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 and and then that kind of went away just because it wasn't... It, it's not applicable for hockey. They have to be tight. You have to have tension to, to produce that much power when you're when you're skating, right? It's like yeah. Olympic lifters. That push. They're not stretching. They're, they need to be bound super tight so that when they need to explode, it's, it's there. Interesting. Right? I never so thought of it like I, that. I believe hockey players stretch, and probably some of them do yoga and are successful at it. But the surge, I mean, it's not the same. It's not applicable, right? So the less tension you have on your muscle, I guess that makes sense, right? Because you want to have a, you 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 don't want to stretch a cold muscle, but if you stretch before you work out at the gym, you're think, really think not it, doing anything to help your muscle because you're think not. Think of it more anything. as the bo- as a meridian rather than a muscle. So like a hockey player, the the position that they're in, their hips are back, their chest is forward. Yeah. Because they have to, they're. They constantly have forward. to push they're, forward. They're yep. pushing out and back, right? I think that's mm-hmm. out and back. Um, so that body position itself is every fascial line that we have is incorporated in that in that movement. On the front half? All of them. Oh, so really? the functional line, which is lats, glutes, the big muscles of, of function of sport, and then a spiral line, so rotation, so slap shots, wrist shots, all that stuff. That's all Even your hips when you're torque. skating is... Absolutely. Rotating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and that's so oh. weird to hear because it's not like we evolved with skates on our feet. You know what I mean? Like it hit a point probably 100 something years ago where 
<laughs> Someone's like, let's. Well, they they might have been strapping bones on their feet. Yeah, but the, the old school too, right? skates were upright. So if you look at like, we were in. Uh, yeah, they were level. When yeah, when my wife's grandpa was still around, he uh, he had like speed skates, and they were upright. Mm-hmm. They weren't tilted forward like they are now, right? Oh. Sports sports has changed so drastically. Yeah. Like you look at UFC from seven years ago and the way they trained to the way they're training now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, but, but the UFC has to do that because you got to remember when the UFC started, they were supposed to be on no hold barge well, fighting. Well, no, 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 <laughs> no, no rules. Hoist Gracie fights seven people in a night. And <laughs> yeah, like well, yes, but what I mean by that is their training has now become way more scientific. Yeah. You're seeing a lot more guys like TJ Dillashaw who yep. just won. Yeah, I was just going to tell you to watch his podcast on Joe Rogan. Yeah, he talks about the evolution of conditioning and. Like, well, like why he, he is where he is. I saw a clip from that. He doesn't weight cut. No. He the walks around is at fight crazy weight. crazy what they're doing right now. Yeah, and that's what I... And I, I saw a clip on mm-hmm. that, and that's kind of what I'm referencing, is that it's scientifically, training and sports itself has evolved massively over the last little while. And it's really incredible to see that we're learning so much about our bodies and the way that it moves and different ways to train. Now you take that and just take Wayne Gretzky's numbers versus Sidney Crosby's numbers and the way both of those guys trained. Mm-hmm. Like that's what shocks the shit out of me with sport. We have evolved in such leaps and bounds in the way we train, in the way we look at sports, the way we eat, the the recovery, all aspects of it. And still, even back then, there was incredible athletes doing incredible things. It just... It, it's it's such a mind fuck but to me. but do you think that the do you think that the timing of the athletes back then was a little bit more of like uh you know i think of people like <laughs> i think of people like jack lalane and he's a big dude he had he had a great physique but it was because it was very simple not a lot of thinking behind the working out like arnold schwarzenegger right like he just knew like okay i'm gonna go and 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 learn how to do these movements but i'm not gonna put so much thought into it that like yeah obviously later when he was training for olympia he's doing like counted lifts and stuff like that but oh and tempo tempo training tempo training exactly right like he was those guys were like the pioneers but again how to do that it's it's that it's that one little bit it's nothing crazy Mm -hmm. but it's that one little bit of knowledge Mm -hmm. that like you're saying with dilshaw that just puts you it's 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 a game Incremental. of inches when yeah. you're doing that kind of shit because somebody could be the everything okay alarm is going off again. Um, sorry, that's the everything's okay alarm. Yeah, everything but but is it okay. is like that's it's, the it's, hurry up. The podcast is over. Get yeah. out of my house. Get out of my house. Um, but but it is like it's it's literally like even Cody and I we go and do the um, in in Canada Australia there's a there's bio scans now where you can go stand and they'll do all the the stuff with the current through your body or you can stand on the thing and it'll 3D image your whole body like even that kind of stuff you look at it and it's like okay you're you know you you look pretty symmetrical but do an extra bicep curl with your left arm for a month and watch the change happen mm-hmm. like that's how sciency fitness has become now you go from the old days where it's like okay I'm going to have as much protein as I can and like you say with the nutrition, Arnold used to drink like a liter and a half of full fat milk every morning. Like, because again, you want to run off fat energy, not carb energy, but it was just simple, 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 simple. It's going to be like farm style working out almost. Yeah. And now you got people looking on computers to see, to make sure your angles are right when you're lifting and you're not putting too much forward or back or perfect this and that. And it's just a game of fucking My inches. big thing is I believe like, 
back in the day there was a lot more natural talent as where today you can you can build an athlete you can take a person that has potential and you can turn that person into an athlete as where back in the day when we weren't so much science it was just raw natural oh, yeah. fucking talent yeah. oh yeah and it, you see that with the expansion of sports and the you know just the amount of people we have on this fucking planet mm-hmm. now it's it just it's natural pro- progression but it's but then you're always going to have the people that put natural skill with the <sighs> training, like a Crosby the or LeBron James, guys that are just... And that's how you get the Conor They're off the planet, right? The they're off the planet with everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Vasil Lomachenko, the boxer. I mean, the dude is like... Un- he's unreal the he way he moves, He can teleport. Right? I, I saw a YouTube video, <laughs> the, like the headline said, Lomachenko can teleport. And I watched his video and he is sidestepping and moving against guys where he's now a guy will throw a fucking jab and all of a sudden Lomachenkov is standing behind him. Yeah. And the guy's like, where the fuck is this guy? And he's literally behind him and then pops him in the face when he turns around to look at him. It's Well, you remember when McGregor fought Mayweather. I mean, obviously. Oh, yeah. Was at. How many times did he end up behind Mayweather? And then punched him in right? the back of the head. Just, <laughs> like, yeah. But in a real, in a real, like, in an Mayweather, MMA fight, he would have been done. Holding, you know, curdling up like a little fetal position because he knows the ref's going to step in, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But in a real fight, Mayweather wouldn't have touched McGregor. No, it's, if, if right. they went MMA. Because he would have been behind him and he would have choked him. I oh, mean, 100%. Instantly. Or, I mean, done umpteen things. One swift things kick. Too, Instantly. Yeah. Yeah. But, One swift but kick. You, but you are right. The, <laughs> the, the speed and the agility and the science of, of how to break things down is, is getting so much more in-depth. But mm-hmm. but obviously, it's not getting so in-depth that we're losing sight of stuff. Because like you're saying yeah. with, with, with Myers, he he just he cultivated it to a point where he went, listen, we can add this to what we're doing already. We can take yeah. everything you're doing and just make it better. Like, just take the $6 million man idea just and just... expand it, yeah. Yeah, make it... Like, we can make this better. And if we, if we expanded as professionals, like for myself, if I expand my knowledge base and how I relate it to my clients, then they can expand it into their own lives and, and be healthier, right? Yeah. Because it's not... It's not just as simple as, okay, train like an athlete. Sit behind a desk, but go do hit training for 45 minutes Whoa. because that's good for you, right? It's I'm not, not saying it's bad, but Whoa. I'm saying that... Like, I don't believe there's wrong a movement. I believe there's a wrong timing. So if your body's not ready for something, you're going to get hurt. I mean, it's just whether it's acute or chronic, you will get hurt. Now, do you have uh, a client that, not a specific client, but like, mm-hmm. do you have a, um, you know, when you, when they walk in, they're like, oh, I, I fell off a chair. Like, that's your number one thing that you hear from your clients. Like, what is your number one? So the first thing I, I hear is that. Everybody is injured. Everybody. Most most of my clients come in and they believe they're injured. Okay. And the truth of it is, is that ninety percent of us are not injured. We're just lazy. We just okay. Don't so this move is enough. the mental. This is the mental block again. Yeah, we okay. don't move enough. We're not. We're not active enough. Some people will, you know, do the grind all week, sit, do that stuff all week, and then go hiking on the weekend and 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 get moving. That's great for the lymphatic system and circulation and and feeling better, right? Um, but body health, you got to move every day. And it doesn't have to be an hour. It could be five minutes here, five minutes there. Break up the monotony of sitting still. So most of my clients will think they're injured, but then you release the tension that they have accumulated, and then they feel better. No real injuries. Sometimes, no. obviously. Well, but. Always, yeah. There's always trauma. I mean, especially with athletes. I work with a, a guy, Riley Peckwin. He's a fighter here in the city. 
and uh he's he's always fighting injury but you know that's trauma part of the game you're getting kicked and punched and but like that's yeah that's thrown around that's his job or not his job but that's his career choice yeah exactly but for the average person you're not injured you just don't move enough yeah so then your body's like well if you're not going to move then why do i need to have that range yeah right that's crazy because, yeah, that's essentially your body just adapting to you not moving, right? It's like, okay, that's well, we'll right. just tighten everything yeah. up, and you'll sit all crumped up, and that's... So that's where be. the fascia being intelligent comes in. From it's very, the- very smart. It's a very, very smart part of our body. It hmm. uh, takes up all of the surface of your body, controls your posture both statically and kinetically. So there's more to training fascia and being aware of it than going and doing whatever the compound movements are that you want to do like deadlifts or and know. so are you, you you said that there was a nervous system intertwined with the fascia like it so it, the fascia has 10 times more nerve receptors in it than muscle so it's more has more to do with movement than than what we than what they thought not but what we because we know yeah that it it controls way more of our movement and do you see that is that something that you can stimulate with like a tens machine oh yeah like you can go yeah. and like we use that all the time in my office yeah all the time yeah, somebody will get a, a, a glute med that's kind of stuck and we'll hook it up and they'll do a little, some one-legged balance or some unilateral work and right away it'll just fire off and then it'll release. Because I, I guess it is in a sense, like I, again, I, I've always thought of muscles as strands with pendulums, right? You, you, either have, you either have no weight on the bottom or you have all the weight on the bottom and it's right. super tense. Now, when you're talking about, uh, you know, releasing all this stuff and, and not having it done so fast that you're like, obviously just making a bigger rat's nest out of it, but is it kind of that same idea where there is just like, like thousands of strands of this that, that if so, you... So, well, let's look at the bicep because that's a good example because it has an insertion and origin point. Yep. So, attachment point. So, tendon off the shoulder turns to the bicep, tendon goes across the elbow turns into the lower extremity muscle, right? Yeah. The bicep where it attaches are called stations. So the fascia attaches to the bone and then carries on to the next segment of muscle. So your bicep controls this, yeah. but not by itself. It's like if supported. You, if you do this, the shoulder is working, right? Because that's a primary. Yeah. The bicep curl will do this because that puts us in a flexion position, but you feel your forearm underneath yeah. And all those muscles are tense. Yeah, because you're stabilizing. That's, that, that's that line of fascia that goes. Okay. Right? That's incorporating everything in your arm. I mean, if you're holding like this and you add any pressure, you're you going to feel, feel it, it in, in your, your shoulder. trap and in your rhomboid and in your lat, right? Depending yeah. on how heavy. So it's all it's all part of a segment rather than broken into one. So that's that that's the principle, right? Wow, that's crazy. It's not, not that you, a bicep curl is not applicable, but a bicep curl by itself is not an isolated movement anyways. No, because you're moving so many things. Well, your grip. Yeah. You have to hold something. Your shoulder to stabilize. Your trap. Your core. I mean, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're doing a free weight too, and you're standing, then your mm-hmm. core's involved, no and your swing. back's involved, and even even doing anything on your back, your core's involved. Oh yeah, your core really? is always working. Like if you're laying down on the floor. Yeah, I mean, doing unless you're laying there bench sleeping, press or something. But then it could be working. It depends on your dream, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> But that's crazy to think that laying on your back, even your even your core, I won't say your stomach, but even your yeah. core yeah, yeah. and your front line is is doing something. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. So is it is it constant 
tension to the center of that then? Like, cause obviously you're pulling your, your back is pulling you back and your forward is pulling you forward so that you're, you know, you're doing all this stuff, but so tension, tension, tension occurs the when they're both, when one is working more than the other. Okay. So St- standing straight. Are you guys familiar with like planes of movement? I believe. So like sagittal, transverse, frontal, right? Yep. So sagittal is forward, backward. So most people, we live within the sagittal plane. Very little will train transverse or frontal. Like frontal is lateral. So if you're jumping side to side, that's through the frontal plane, right? Um, if you only stick to the sagittal, your front line and your back line will be overused. That's that's plain and simple. So okay. most of us, our front line is overused. We don't use our back line enough to compensate for constant flexion, like chin to growing. That's the position we call it, right? Because you're, you're you're sitting forward. Oh yeah, the like human in front mark. of a desk or whatever. Have you it noticed is, right? more more tension these days in in the f- in the f- I'm drawing a blank face fascial. Yeah. Fa- there we go. Uh, because people looking down at their damn cell phones. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I started doing this book, started kind of coming up with ideas about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was because I would, I'm going to say roughly between 90 to 95% of my clients all were coming in with the same issue. And it was all from sitting, looking at their phone, looking at their computer, looking at their tablet, whatever, right? I've heard chiropractors are, are seeing the, the same thing in the neck. Yeah. Now I'm wondering in your line of work, mm-hmm. have you seen like people's neck muscles starting to compensate for this kind of stuff? So, so what'll happen is because we're bipedal, we're always going to be center of gravity. So we have a very small center of gravity for how tall we can get. Um, the body will adjust to keep us over our center. So if you're hunched forward, what's going to happen to your lumbar? Your hips are going to well, fire back. That's right. And, now, then, and then what's going to happen to your next segment? The knees are going to have to go forward. And then we're not even talking in lateral, right? The hips shifting this way, the rib cage shifts this way, the head shifts this way. So, I mean. Well, and I was going to ask, you know, do, do, you, do you do that sort of stuff at your work with the lineup of like skeletal? Like uh, I know at chiropractors, yeah. they take a photo of you and they're like, okay, here's a big line we're going to draw here. And here's a big like. Yep. So, we, we always do an assessment. Um, the first assessment I do is when you're walking from the front to my office, I'll watch you walk. And then that'll give me a gait assessment. So where's the weight going in your feet? Because that's first and foremost. Um, and then a standing assessment, sitting assessment, and then f- foundational, like sitting, standing, laying on the ground, getting up. I'll do an assessment on there and see where the compensations are. Wow. And postural. Like when you're standing, if your hip is rotated or tilted or shifted, then. Yeah, if you have vargus or. Yep. Okay. Yep. See, now I want, I want to ask just because I'm thinking about it right now, what do you, and, and it probably has nothing to do with it. And you're going to go, what the fuck are you talking about? What about these shoe inserts that you can get where they put it on the bottom of your feet and then they can push down on your fists in the front of you? You ever seen this on TV where yep. people stand and they're like, here, put your hands out and they push on it like, oh, I fall forward. Yep. And then they put these inserts in or these little arch things and they're like, oh, I could carry a dump truck in my arms now. Is that the fascia doing that? Make it uh, so you don't no, fall forward. No, that's that's the that's the insert changing your center of gravity. So that's like most people don't walk properly. Most people's feet are torn up, right? Yeah. From wearing tennis shoes and yeah, from wearing shoes together altogether. Yeah, I mean, for women, the high heels are a, a killer for them. Um, but for most people, we wear shoes. Obviously, you have to because we've invented concrete and hard surfaces, so you need to have something to absorb the impact. Um, like the minimal shoes, the Vibrams. 
you can watch people running on concrete with those things and you're just like they have chainmail shoes now though i just yeah. saw that joe, you can joe rogan for a minute was just going hard on the toe shoes oh yeah because he was running up in the mountains yeah. and people were shitting on them hard for it we're like yeah. people sued this company for screwing their feet up yeah. I got a pair up in my closet there. I only keep them if I'm going to the lake, the river. Yeah. They're water shoes now. I, again, me, I don't think they're wrong, but I think unless you're ready, place. unless you're ready for it, like if you, if you're going from a sole that is, I don't even know how they measure them, but we'll say like an inch sole on the bottom of your tennis shoe. To nothing? To not, yeah, you're, well, you're going to do damage. I, I learned a very valuable simple. lesson buying workout shoes. Yeah. I went to go get a pair of shoes, and the and the young kid that was selling me shoes, I said I wanted something light because I don't like heavy shoes. Cloud shoes. So you you <laughs> Dude, they're you remember, wicked. No, you remember my red ones that I was constantly bitching about. Oh. So how I could I forget? A, yeah, I got a shoe that apparently you have to train your foot to be in. There's certain numbers. I'm just going to use one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Number one is great big fat. You know, it's like a Skechers. Yeah. Right. Number five is super thin and flimsy, kind of like a like a like a track runner's shoe. Super flimsy, light. I picked up like a number four because it was light. It felt good on my foot. But then using this thing, it moves so much that I wasn't supporting my foot while doing workouts, and I actually like injured my feet. And it was just I wasn't getting as good of a workout. I buy proper shoes this time. Mm-hmm. CrossFit shoes. Um, but it actually, you know what? I, as soon as I Shout put them on, yeah, Shout out the very first day Mike and I are doing a workout, I'm like, holy fuck, I can stand up in these. Like my balance was, I know I thought he was going to go was... off about his fucking shoes again. I'm like, dude, these are brand new. What now? He's like, they're the greatest things I've ever had on my fucking feet. It's but the one it's... thing they've done right is design a, a cross trainer. Yeah. Well, because they, they do everything, right? They're doing the sprinting, they're doing the jumping, the plyos, they're doing the lifting. So they need to have a sole that allows you to hit depth with yeah. your hips, right? Yeah. That's, that's what why I lifters, noticed. the heel is always higher because it just allows you to sit. That's what I have on my Under Armour shoes. They're they're a wider a wider space here for yep. squatting and a higher heel at the back. Yeah, and that allows your toes to spread, which is always smart. Yeah. Um, I train bare feet. I don't I don't normally train with shoes on. But again, really? I'm not doing plyos because yeah, on hard surfaces. I've, and stuff. I've heard of the the tra- the the barefoot training yep. or the sock foot training. Like, yep. it's it it's crazy. Yeah, because shoes fuck your feet up, man. Shoes so your weird. your feet are not supposed to be bound at the sides. Everything is supposed to be able to flatten out across the top of your foot. And when you stand in a shoe, you don't get that. Everything stays jammed up. So you, I I totally agree. These vibrams, it would be like to me jumping in the deep end of a pool because uh, you're yeah. going from wearing a shoe. Yeah. To literally nothing at all. I think there's probably people who benefit from wearing the Vibram, but they're so conditioned to yeah. for that shoe yeah. specifically. They're right? not, they, they probably walked in bare feet originally, and then they were like, oh, this shoe is perfect for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not downgrading your I shoe. Do, I, do, I do enjoy walking around barefooted, so that's mm-hmm. kind of why I picked up those toe shoes, because I'm like, well, shit, maybe it'll be... Maybe it'll be something, and I've got a reasonably high arch, and okay. I put a lot of weight on my heels, I found, from those Dr. Schold things you stand on. Um, but I wore those shoes when I first bought them. I walked to the zoo one day, and I'm like, that was a fucking bad idea. Those shoes are more for, like, if you're walking on a trail, uneven ground. That's right. Not yeah. on so a like flat So, like, Joe, Joe Rogan running on the rocks. Up in the that's, mountains That's what shit. it's for. So you yeah. don't cut your feet. 
because we are we're, we're born to to run on stuff uneven surfaces barefooted that's why our foot is elastic right so we have that the bend and flexion in our toes and in our arch and all that stuff we are the only species on planet earth built for long distance running uh yeah i mean we can condition for it for sure that's but how that's, we that's why that's we're hunting built the that's, way how that's, yeah, that's, that's how we evolved and survived yeah, yeah. I'm like, for sure. right hey, on, look man. if i keep going that deer will just give up and fucking die and then <laughs> yeah. i can poke it and i can and eat, eat it, it. Yeah. <laughs> like dang my my huts are really far ways away though and then he <laughs> ran into a lion and went fuck i gotta invent a weapon <laughs> yeah. i need a weapon now i'm tired because it's way faster than me and uh yeah it's meaner yeah. oh speaking of cats i'll just throw this in just because we're kind of getting on to this for a minute the everybody check this out when you get a minute the world's deadliest cat is also the smallest cat you can find in africa to find deadliest it has a 60 percent success rate on hunts it's Dang. got it's got the best success rate of hunts out of any cat in the world but what is it hunting uh, mice, like sparrows, okay. like it's very small, Okay, but it, but it is like, it's called a black footed, it's a black footed something or other, but it looks like a tiny ocelot. Oh, okay. Like it's got like tiny little. Sorry. I just got an archer flashback. Well, that's yeah, <laughs> totally. It's pissed everywhere. Um, the black footed cat. A black footed cat. Yeah. The small spotted cat is the smallest African cat and endemic to the southwestern arid zone of south africa yeah so it does kind of what you, like you're talking about like it'll come out it's a it's a nocturnal cat but it, it comes out and it will walk for miles looks like a to, house cat it does it will walk for miles to hunt stuff and then it will just oh, cool. lurk and grab like a little sparrow that flies up but 60 percent success rate well house cats house cats are one of the i think my my wife was just telling me this house cats kill more species than any other animal more than humans well okay we kill a lot of fucking shit (laughs) pardon me pardon me that still hunt well it's because house cats carry that that disease that people but they mean like but it doesn't kill they kill bugs they kill birds rodents they just kill like everything come talk to my cat it'll just look at a fly go by yeah hope that fly doesn't get me (laughs) then the dog will come up and go eat the fly and it's like wow Yikes. 100 pound dogs eating the flies that's, while the cat's That's why just the dog there. is above the cat in the food chain. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Do you have to do, because again, you, you say your background's in biomechanic. Do you have to do any animal study to do human Not really. study Not, at all? I mean, you do if you go to university for it and you do the full like program. Yeah. But I, I, I never liked school. So when Reach. I was, yeah. So when I was in high school, the only reason I even went was to play football. So right if on. it wasn't for football, I probably wouldn't even attended high school. Fair enough. Um, now at this stage, I wish I probably would have. Me too. Right, but yeah. I mean, I do a lot of courses. I do try to do at least one to two a year in in something that I'm interested in. Nice. The next one will be uh, neuroscience, so I'll I'll start delving into the neuroplasticity and brain mapping and nice cool yeah we have yeah. a we have a neuroscientist we're trying to line up okay. uh, to get on the show. He does. Um, he does, I believe he does uh, something along the lines of like addiction rehabilitation. Okay. So he tests yeah. mice brains and wow. different stuff with like um, uh, different narcotics on kind of how it f- runs through their system and how they react to it and stuff. Like he's, he's really smart. He's a teacher. Yeah. He's a teacher by day and a yeah, neuroscientist yeah. by night. Like he's, oh, it's crazy. That's, yeah. That's, that's why he's so, super That's why he's so freaking hard to book. Cause he's teaching all the time when he's not teaching, he's cutting mice apart. So Fair that enough. going from having me on to, you know, having a genius on here. 
That's well, huge, I, huge I don't know if he's a genius. Change. He's a neuroscientist. <laughs> that's that's to me like because of what I'm interested in. That to me, that's a genius. But like, animal, not human. But it's so closely related. Yeah. Because we are. I mean, inevitably, we are animals that oh, hell are yeah. instinctual. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, we do. We haven't evolved that much. No, but you, but it's cool because you talk to him about different like stuff. Like he's like, okay, like people are very, uh, um, people are very optic. So we have a big yep. vision center at the back right. of our brain. Whereas uh, the animals that aren't optic, they have huge uh, sensory receptors in their in their noses, like dogs, right? Yeah. Their yeah. their smell receptors as long as their body. People were like a postage stamp or something <laughs> like no. it's fucking nothing. But it's just cool that brains are actually built differently. Like, yeah, you're right. Everything has a brain, mm-hmm. but like birds, birds don't need the front half of their brain. So that's why their face is like all caved in at the front. Cause they just don't need that part of their cortex. Like, huh. but yeah, that's, that's neat that you do all the, the courses and stuff and get into the, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I want to learn as much as I can, as often as I can. Constant student of life. Yeah, I yeah. like that. That's kind of why yeah, I started, uh, or we started this podcast, because it was like, I don't have the money to go back to school, but I want to learn some cool shit, yeah. so I'm just going to do this and invite cool people over, and now I can keep learning. Well, <laughs> yeah. Hey. What's definitely. Whatever, whatever you have to do to keep the brain stimulated, I, I say do it. Now, That's, does your brain, <clears throat> I wonder if your head has fascia on it? Like, do you work like a, uh, a, a cranial, neck, a neck and a yeah, face fascia? Have, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have fascia that runs up into your neck. Uh, sternocleidomastoid is the top part of the front line. Sure. And then your occipitable at the back uh, is part of the back line. Wow. So it, it covers the whole body from the crown of your head to the bottom of your feet. It's like a haggis casing. It, yeah, yeah. Like if you're going to go really layman term, that's exactly what we are. Yeah. We are a sack of bones and muscle and tendons wrapped in a nice sheath of... And a wee bit of haggis. Yummy haggis. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> some haggis. Uh, let me check my spawn here, see if I pay for any of that haggis. <laughs> so do you still fight in any regard? How long How long did you fight for? Uh, off and on, probably for from 19 till... I did my last smoke show when I was 30, 37. Yeah? In Red Deer, and it took me... 20 years. It took me... Four, almost four weeks to recover. Oh, wow. So what's I was what's like, a I'm, smoke I'm show? I'm done. Like fight after fight after no, fight No, smoke show is like a little, just a little venue. Nothing. Oh, really? It doesn't even count on your record. Oh, no. And uh, yeah, it took me four weeks to recover. Oh. So then I was like, okay, I'm not doing this no more. Dang. <laughs> the wife got tired of me complaining when I couldn't stand up. <laughs> Did you ever like, because you've, you've been in Thailand now, I'm yep. assuming numerous times. or uh, at least- Just the once for the year. Okay, so yep. you went for a whole year. Yep. Did you fight out there? Uh, no, but I trained under this system. It's called Bon Chaya. So everybody knows Muay Thai, the gloves, eight weapons. Um, bon Chaya is the original. It's where the, where the rope hey, gets wrapped around. Like Ong Bak type. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I trained in that when I was there. Jeez. And those dudes are insane. Is that something else? Yeah, like when they, you're they rapping, train on concrete and bare feet. Really? Oh, yeah. Did you, get, did you get hit by a hand wrapped in rope? Oh, yeah. And? Yeah, it sucks. Holy fuck. Are you, you're, talking, you're talking like the little flag out the side and the, like the... Well, you know how they wrap their... Instead of hand wraps? Yeah. They would use rope. And that's, that's what they would fight like, in. So when they fight, that's what they fight in. When we trained, we trained in gloves. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're not going to kill their students, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but they fight you, you to get ripped apart yeah. and getting hit it's by deadly. a fucking it, that's rope. That's the original... 
uh, it's called Moi Chaya. That's the original term. Jeez. And then Muay Thai was adapted for, well, the Western mafia and gambling and stuff. Are there. these guys just a little bit off? Like the guys that are fighting? Because, man, to, get, to even go into something where you're like, you know what? Instead of a glove, I'm going to hit me hit with that with braided rope. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap it around your fist a few times first, though. Like, I, you would, I mean, most of those guys that we trained with, they're they probably had, nice people. They had 200, over 200 fights, most of those guys. Whoa. I mean, you're talking like one round, but still. It's 200 different people. It's a hell of a round. You have fought, right? Yeah. Dude. That's crazy. So a lot of those Thai guys, they have quite the records. Jeez. What'd you, what, did, what, did, what did your record finish off at? Oh, man. I think I was five and five and three, five and four. Oh, yeah. I oh, wasn't nice. very good. Good night. I wasn't. Hey, good night. I was, it was a wash, I, though. It's good. I enjoyed it because I like, I like combat. That's yeah. why I joined the military. Um, it's why I wanted to be a soldier in the first place because I... That stuff doesn't bug me, okay. but I wasn't like technically I wasn't good. I was just aggressive. Fair enough. Which is okay when you're not fighting guys that are good, like yeah. skilled, and then you fight a guy that's skilled, and you're like, this okay, is, I'm not very good. at My this. aggression's only going to get me to the center of the ring. <laughs> yeah. So then I'm going to get my. I'm ass not very good out. at this whole fighting thing. Well, there, there you go. Hey, it's better yeah. to learn early than get your ass whooped. Yeah, but I didn't learn until I was 37, so I don't know what that says about. <laughs> <laughs> that just means you're a late bloomer. That's all. Yeah. You you learned to, you learned in your own instead of watching. It means I got hit too much, and I didn't recognize when I should stop. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's like I was watching. That's like I was watching Brendan Schwab the other day talk about fighting, and he's like, forget who was asking him. Like, do you ever have a moment when you're fighting where you're like, what am I doing? He's like, yeah. Every time I got hit in the head, I would think to myself, what am I doing? Why am I even doing this? Yeah. And then like, oh, would you ever fight again? He's like, never. Yeah. I would never get back into the ring. These people are insane. Kudos to him, though, from going from football. Like, I remember seeing him play on, he was on the Texans, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He played he professional Texans. football for a yeah. little while. He was a fullback, was was he not? I don't know. I can't remember what position he played, he but yeah, he was he was for the Texans. So and to then go he went from and did that. He did UFC fight night, right? Or he did the, yeah, he the went ultimate, the ultimate fighter. fighter. Yeah. To do that and then to go into something that is like. And he's got a good record. He's like 14 and 2, I think. Uh, yeah. Like, he's high I, up. I think there. his issue well, is that. He, he started losing near the end because Rogan had to tell him. But I think he he, start, he he probably suffered from soft brain because of football. Yeah. So a lot of impact and stuff, and then eventually you, you, your, your, head, your brain's going to shut down because you can't take it, right? A lot of people just can't take it. That's I, I remember watching the clip of Rogan, and he was saying like he had to pull – he had to pull Schwab aside mm-hmm. one day and just be like, yeah. buddy, you're not that good. You're he's, not going to – He's 11-5-0. and 0. 11, so he five five losses. Five losses. Yeah, five losses. But all five those, all five losses were fairly late yeah, like they in were, his career. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think it he, was three in a row to X's contract. No. That's usually how the UFC yeah, works. Yeah, because he had that Krokop knockout that was like... Krokop knocked him out? No, 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 no. no, no. He, don't you remember when he fucking fought Krokop yeah. and he fucking just... Like, they were going at it and then they both popped up and it was just like this, boom! And he just dropped him. And they just, were both wobbly, weren't they? Yeah. Him? yeah, and he just dropped him, and he went in and like gave him one more just to make sure. I think it was, uh, I think it was the old Herb Dean. Call I have a lot one. of respect for for Shab for anybody that does that. Um, I'm not a fan of his like comedy. No, he's pretty funny, but I'm not a fan of him jumping back and forth on fighters. Like one time he says, "Oh, this guy's fuck this guy." Yeah, and, and then, like, oh, and then next time he's riding, he's on a potster. Right? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's a big fucking. So I, he does cause shit do on YouTube. With, with with his podcast and yeah. stuff, oh, he holds 
nothing back from the UFC yeah. and from Dana White. He just goes hard at them. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think I remember him saying something about it was a tiff between him and Dana. Anyway, having a PP competition and yeah, <laughs> and he mentioned Ronda Rousey for some reason. Yeah, and I was kind of like, for what? Why Ronda why Rousey? Why Ronda Rousey. He doesn't, her, he doesn't have a high. Um, um, yeah. From what I've gathered, he doesn't seem to have a whole bunch of respect for her anymore because yeah. she, she got beat up and got sad about it. And but, she's, but she wasn't the, even a good. She wasn't even a, a, no, 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 a nice like, fighter to begin with. And I, when I say that's what I mean, like nice nothing fighter, changed like, from her beginning no, to when she stopped. Was, she don't you remember Chuck Liddella women? Yeah, but is don't you, what she did. Don't you remember she, that yeah. fight she was in? I forget who she was fighting. She gets up and there was the big there was the big promo before where it was like, oh, I'm not going to shake her hand. I'm not going to shake. I don't think it was the Holly Holm fight, but she got the Misha Tate where she armbarred her and then didn't shake her hand when yeah, she got up. Yeah, Misha yeah. Tate and she reaches down to shake her hand and Ronda Rousey gets up like, fuck this. Yeah. And then they do the interview <laughs> afterward and she's like, how come you didn't shake her hand? And she's like, oh, because well, she did something to people I know. Yeah. She did something to my trainer and their trainer and if they don't say yes, then I'm not going to say yes. Like, it's just such fucking bullshit. Like, you... And... And there's there's no respect for that. So people who get up and they say, "Oh fuck this, Rondra." There's lots of people like that. The fucking people who walk over, "Oh, I won," and I'll step on their neck as I'm going to my corner, or, or I'll, you know, there was one guy I forget. He did a backflip, or he did a front flip off the guy's back. He beat him. Oh st- yeah. stood got, on his back. He actually got disqualified and flipped for that, over though. him. Get out of here! Yeah, Why like, haven't I not seen? Oh, that? dude, and and it's and is it's that King cr- of the Cage or was that? Like e, e whatever those yeah F I think it was the yeah organ- but he was on his hands and knees he was out yeah and, and the guy his, like and he steps on his back, on his back and then and does a, a fucking off. front flip and then tries to walk away and the ref grabs him like what the fuck yeah so yeah I a kudos to you for getting out of fighting but b Brandon Schwab <laughs> can say that kind of shit because fighters it's either really nice right like like you go back and you're like hey you know nice match sort of or people are fucking out to kill you so rampage jackson he was a fucking piece of shit fighter he was but not he a, never pretended to be anything else no but he was not a good sportsman yeah. he was not no, a, he, like, he was like one of, he was out of that generation where it was like it was a tough guy competition i'm an animal right now it's turning into these guys are athletes man yeah like, mm-hmm. tj doesn't seem like a bad guy no i know i mean mcgregor he talks but he, he's probably a really good dude he probably if you, is. If you he, sat down and had a beer with him, he would probably be a really solid human being, I bet you. Yeah, I think I would think that Bisbing would probably be the last of the fucking assholes. <laughs> like and, and even then he's guy. probably he's probably oh. such a good dude, man. Well, but I follow but him just on his Instagram. sportsmanship. He's a great dad. Is he? He's yeah. a fucking yeah, yeah. incredible and loves really, his family. Really in loves your his family. in your life in the grand scheme, that's that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Is is how yeah. you treat the people that are close to you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, there's like the guy that I'm one of my athletes that I sponsor, Riley, who is the uh, Hard Knocks middleweight champ, and then he's the Canadian Muay Thai champ. He's probably one of the most humble, humble people you'll ever meet. Wow! And you know, you would never think that he could take you out in a second. Well, that's but the thing about just, just a badass, just, just a, quick, a good kid, but just tough as nails, man. That's yeah. why you don't go picking shit with people on the street either. You never know where the background is and like where their where their mind frame is and what's going on. With no, them you have no time, idea. That's right? why you can't like, go lift people off and say that kind of stuff. Yeah, like road rage. What's really funny is there was when I played lacrosse, there was two guys in the league that had golden gloves, but nobody knew who they really were. So like every time you squared off with a guy to fight him, you're like, oh fuck, please don't be you, please don't be you. <laughs> you would you would know. Yeah, as soon as he squared up, he'd be know. like, ah. "It's a, it's a different, it's a different animal when you get in front of somebody that knows what they're doing." Because I mean, let's say eighty percent of the people that 
yell at you from their car. They're not. They don't know what they're doing. They're not going to be able to no, do anything. No. No. So, that's also. You just don't want to run into the Jackie Chan's of the world where they stand totally still. <laughs> and they just let you come at them because all they're going to do is sidestep and blow on your ear and you're going to fall over and be like, fuck, oh, guy just broke my fucking ribs. The best, oh, the best way to avoid that is don't go at them. No, just yeah. don't, just, just be nice. Yeah. ELE, my, okay? My philosophy in life. Everybody love everybody. Like, like Buddha, right? Buddha says, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. I, yeah. I think I think I saw that on his Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. No, but it is. He, he, he sent it to me on a DM. ELE. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, you're starting to be a little bit of a dick. You got to stop. It's a BM. It's a oh, Buddha oh, message. That, a yes. Buddha message. Yeah. Yeah. It's a B. It's it's actually an EM enlightened. Enlightened. Hey, slide. Hey, slide into my EMs. <laughs> my EMs. <laughs> my yeah. Oh, that would oh, have man. a whole new meaning if you slid into your enlightened messages. Yeah, you'd it just is. be getting like you incredible positive enlightened yeah, messages, and then you have dick pics. Uh, dis- <laughs> dick pic messages. Um, no, what? Uh, oh, fuck. I thought. So we were I take get it you get a plethora of. Uh, Dick, dick pic sent to you. Yeah, guys, again, <laughs> it's flattering, but seriously, it's such a problem for us. Quit sending them. <laughs> it's such a problem. We have to filter through so many. Um, you guys can't trace who sends them to you, though, can you? No, no, no. Okay, no, no. I mean, not that I'm <laughs> not asking that, for not, someone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, not that they're coming. Whoa, 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 whoa. I recognize that hand tattoo. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking for someone else. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a friend, friend of a friend. It's a friend's friend. hypothetical. This tattoo is actually really common. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. What? No. What? This this one is my son. Oh, really? So awesome. I had I had a tattoo of my boy when he was uh, when he hit a year. I got it done. Nice. Oh, that's sweet. So I want to ask about that because yeah. you are wearing a YYC ambassador tattoo. Yes. Hat. So is this something that you actually are, or is this just a brand you like, or? Uh, so Mike Welchman, who is a tattoo artist, American traditional tattoo artist at Wel- at uh, Ambassador. Okay. Um. Yeah, I went and saw him and had this tattoo done, and I won't go anywhere else now. Nice. So I'll only go to him. He's he's Client pretty awesome. For life. Yep. Nice. Yep. That's wicked. So you I like don't the, mind throwing it out. You Ooh. like the American traditional style? I do. Yeah. It's bold. Um, it it'd be readable when I'm in my seventies. Oh yeah. So seems yeah, to it seems to have a like it have a message too, like the American style. It's more of uh, to me, anyways. I feel like when you're picking. To people who appreciate the mm-hmm. American traditional style, yep. I feel like when they pick an image, it means more to them than guys like me that I get pretty pictures tattooed on me. They don't they have zero meaning. They're just yeah. like a cool fucking It is picture. a different brand of tattoo artists and tattoo-y to get American traditional. Because you, you watch Ink Master, you got Nunez and Peck. Yeah. Peck is a different brand. He's, he's American is, traditional and he comes from like... God, what is his master's name? They did a season when they had the masters on, yeah. and his master, and he's a world famous guy down the yeah. states. But uh, but it's just a it's different just a different art. Yeah. It's just and a different feel you know? of of canvas. Yeah, like, like Mike doesn't do anything else. He only does American traditional. There's a lot of artists that will do black and white, do neo tradition, do you know realism. He only does like he's the master of one, and he's really good at it. Do one thing yeah. really, yeah. Really he's well. really good at it. That's what's up. That's sweet. Yeah. And you got quite a plethora, like you guys can't see, but you got like three or four on each arm. I, and I do, so... And the knuckles. Yeah, the, the hand on my left is for my daughter who lives in Ontario. Uh, it's a tree of life. Nice. And then on the right is our family crest from Ireland, and that's for my son. That's cool. Nice. And then my right knuckles is my uh, cousin's initials who passed away from cancer last year. Yikes. So Sorry we're, to hear that. we're pretty close, yeah. And then this one is for the wife because I don't wear jewelry, so... 
There you go. I had oh, to get her good idea. Some sort of ring. I'm always jealous of knuckle tattoos. I've always wanted them. Oh, yeah, they're, they're my favorite, man. They're just I something about them. the way they look on the hands. It's just, it's the best. Now, uh, like pain wise, not a fun time to sit through. Back of the hand, not a fun time to sit through. That's would, right on top of your wrist bone. That had to be a yeah. I would probably pig. say the worst one is probably my back. Oh really? I have really? a, yeah, I have a Celtic piece? cross on my back. Oh yeah. Um, and it was. Where was it that was the most? Probably right right at the base of the neck. Ooh. Where the vertebrae is there. Yeah. That probably sucked the worst. Right at the old vein. My ribs and shin were the worst. I heard the ribs suck. See? But Margaret has hers done. Yeah, I felt like such a pussy after. I'm like, <laughs> so my wife has ribs a, are awful. And my Margaret's wife has like, a big, uh, like lined out, like it looks all like scribed, yep. like um, heart. Yep. So it's all on the outside, all lines, and then in the heart, it says the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to be loved, or just to love and be loved in return. Nice. But it's all script. It's all so when you look at it, it looks like a big vine of hearts. Cool. But when you go up and read it, you can see. And she did like three and a half hour solid session. She came out and she was like. Can we go get something to eat? Like, um, but I don't know how to break it to everybody. But women are tougher than we. Oh, are. oh shit, yeah. man! They're much. They are tougher, of course, because who gets kicked in the nuts and goes, "Let's do that again"? Yeah, people get pregnant yeah. three or four times. Like, hey, <laughs> man, but that's just you, how it is. But if you do something that hurts their feelings, yeah, that's oh. that's a different story. Uh, I'm still yeah. paying for something from like six years ago. I think. Oh, I know. <laughs> that's why all women should just be archaeologists. They love digging up shit from the past. <laughs> like, it's fucking it's like amazing. All I, all I want to say is that uh, I love you, Zilla. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, we all love our wives. These, these people's opinions are not of mine. <laughs> I am, I am, being, I am being forced to agree with these individuals. <laughs> Showing them flashcards. Yeah. See this. <laughs> Read this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, that's too funny. <laughs> well, there we go. Should we get into I the... Think. Uh, yeah, let's let's drop her in. Let's uh, let's okay. take the the slow the slow uh, glide down here. Okay. We'll bring it in for a landing yeah. here. Uh, Mike, why don't you start things off? We talked about it at the very beginning here. Oh Why'd yeah, of course. Tell us whose uh, donuts we're eating. Of course, man. Yeah, so we uh, we have baked brands donuts again here. Um, they're amazing. They are protein blasted. They are gluten free. They are uh, local for us, Calgary made. Um, they're they're great. They're perfect for before a workout, after a workout, even if you don't work out. They are a well balanced donut, um, and they're good for you. They're good and they're good for you. Uh, so be on the lookout for them. Uh, if you guys need any baked brands, be sure to stop off at break, bakedbrands.ca. Uh, also look for their store in Calgary coming in October. It's a guilty pleasure. You don't have to feel guilty. So about. guilty. I just want to mention one thing here. Yeah, for sure. Um, you can order the book on Amazon, yep. but if you pick it up. At my office, the bands are included. Ooh. If you order it on Amazon, you have to you have to buy your own bands. Tension oh, bands. Ten, yeah, we got tension some tension bands, bands here yeah. in the book so too. So the That's resistance awesome. bands that go with some of the movements in the book uh, come with it if you pick it up at my office. Which you can, and your office is at? Uh, 1910 20th Avenue Northwest. Okay. Yep. Perfect. And the and website is movebettermoveoften.com. Movebettermoveoften.com. Oh, cool. yeah. Okay, like sweet. So like always that. move better before you move more. That's that's the principle. Ah, yeah. like that. Uh, unweighted like movement before weighted movement. Move, yeah, make get, sure get you can back move. to get back to the the foundational patterns that were were, were given. Perfect, right? I Perfect. like that. I like that. Awesome. Cool. And where now, can we find you on social media? Yes, you can find me at NJL Training, and that is Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all the other. Perfect. 
That's your handle. NJL Training. Check them out, everybody. Now, Jesse, for all of our bearded friends out there and uh, for our bearded faces, why don't you tell them how we keep our beard strong? Well, we go to a website called BigDobsBeardBomb.com. You can use promo code Ruckus, R-U-C-K-U-S, for a 20% discount at checkout. And I've said it 100 times, and I'll say it 100 more. Bombs, oils, hats, T-shirts, some of the best product on the market right now. Artisan-made. Basically everything you need to keep your beard looking beautiful. It looks some good. Great soaps. We'll hook you up with some oil here after. It's BigDobsBeardBomb.com. Promo code Ruckus. R-U-C-K-U-S. Keep that beard game strong. I like it. I like it. Now, Mike, uh, also, if these beards of ours are looking so damn good, we want to show them off. Yeah, if you guys got beards that you think, fuck, I could be a fucking beard model. <sighs> Stop over at Instagram. Well, my beard could be a model. Yeah, your beard could be a model, but you have to just hang I out just with want it. The, I just want the royalties. Oh, <laughs> hey, you grew it. <laughs> right? Why not? That's it's, right. It's getting all the attention, and you grew it. If you guys think you got a beard that is just fan-fucking-tastic... <laughs> Uh, stop off at the Beard Fraternity's Instagram page and uh, drop them a little DM. Shoot them a photo. Maybe they'll throw it up and uh, one of the 50 plus thousand followers can take a look at your beard and you'll get some promotion out of it. There it is. There it is. Now, one of my favorite parts of the show is uh, is our 10 questions. <sighs> so, Mikey. Is it fast or do I have to like? Well, hey. Well, do I have time to contemplate? It's kind of a quick fire, but okay. we'll, we'll, let you sure. do, we'll let you do it in whatever tempo you'd like to do. Um, again, online, Amazon for your book? Like where where do we go to pick this up? Uh, yeah, if you go, if you go Amazon, uh, especially for Canada, if you order it through .ca, then you pay the Canadian okay. rate. Fair enough. If you, cool. if you order .com, then they will transfer the... The American, right which will cost you more money. And yeah. the name of the book is Myofasco. So that's M Y O F A C, or sorry, F A S C I A L. Myofascial exercise. There it is. For the modern day. There it is. Yeah. Beautiful. That's Go awesome. That and if you guys are in Calgary, like Nathan said, uh, stop off at the office, pick one Absolutely. up. Maybe you get a photo, a signature. Who knows? Um, My yeah. beard will sign your book. Oh, hey. nice. Nice. A little bit of that beard scraped off into the book. Um, yeah, so we're going to do the 10 questions here. Again, thank you so much for coming in. Thank hey, no you so problem. much Thanks for dropping the knowledge around fun. here. Come back anytime. Um, I'd love to. We stole these questions from a show that they stole questions from. So okay. Everything uh, is stolen in this world. Everything. Nothing everything. is original. Everything. So everything. This is inside the actor studio. It's James Lipton. Algebra. Thank you so much. Algebra is original and hard. Um, but really stupid. But so <laughs> totally stupid. Solve for X. Why would I want to do that? Um, <laughs> 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 oh my goodness um, Nathan Yes Again thank you for being here no What problem. is your favorite word? <sighs> I'm, I'm sorry to my wife But fuck That is my favorite <laughs> word I don't swear like, I came out of the military And every other word was yep. A curse word When I had my son I it was like overnight. I just stopped swearing. So now there's like little bursts of time when I'm just like, yeah. So the word, yeah, fuck is probably one of those words where you can just say it and you just, it's like euphoric. Instant decompression. Nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's good. It's decompression for the for the soul. Yeah, nice. Cupping is for the body. Swearing is for the soul. Nice, I like that. There's the title for your next book. <laughs> Dude, bestseller. for the body, swears for the soul. Chicken best swears. Bestseller, man. Chicken swears for the soul. <laughs> um, what is your least favorite word? Can't. I would expect nothing less of yep. you. 
Yeah, that's a very common. Uh, it's a very dangerous personal trainer and a very answer. dangerous um, hole to go under for people. You start saying it, and then you live in it, and so. That's rough, man. Yeah, man. That's brutal. Yep. Um, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, emotionally? What is the start button for Nathan in the morning? Oh, man. What's the start button? Yeah, what's the drive that, that, that keeps you going? I think now waiting for my son to wake up. I think that's... <laughs> that, first, that first time he, like, he cackles out of his room, right? And you're just like, okay, it's almost time. The dude's almost up. <laughs> Is he still sleeping a little later? And then even though during the day you kind of want to put him in the microwave every once in a while, <laughs> hey, you man. love that initial time when he wakes up and he's like, yeah. he's super excited to see you. It's like he's never met you before. Oh, I love it. That and everybody keeps telling me like, wait till he gets older and he doesn't want anything to do with you. Yeah, so right. I, if you do it right, they'll care. never want anything not to do with you. I don't care about that time. I care about right now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's the best thing ever. That hits me close, man. We just That's had good. our we just had our son. I love that. Ah, congratulations, Thanks, man. Thanks, man. It's it's. I agree. It's amazing to hear that. Like first, blah, and you're like, yes. Yeah, now I yeah. can go in there. Exactly. Um, but until like, you smell when you open the door, uh, you're like, good God. Oh Mom, yeah, babe, babe, babe. Yeah. <laughs> need help. Babe. Something happened in here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about to, to lose it. Try to pull that <laughs> shit in my house. Good luck. Um, Any house. Any, Don't let anybody fool you. No, it's yeah. yeah I, d- I definitely yeah. do not have hand in my relationship. Um, well, that's that's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what turns you off on the flip side? What is the emergency stop that you just want nothing to do with any of that? I would say. I would say inconsideration, just in general. Just okay. You know, like if you're driving, the, somebody not letting you in even though they can or just not thinking about your actions okay. how they affect others you must not I think like to drive in calgary very often no i don't it's no. horrible here I, people yeah, are it jerks it's um a, it's a it's a different place it's yeah i don't know it's <laughs> i have to be it's in a competitive syndrome. mind frame it's yeah. like toddlers driving's you, a sport not well, a, when uh, you, <laughs> i find driving in calgary is like playing with a toddler's toy if you're playing with their toy that kid's gonna want it because you have it now you take that into yeah. driving. You see that open space. The guy wasn't pulling up behind that car before, but because you decided to put your blinker on, now that's yeah. his space. Well, because it's gonna it's gonna inhibit him sometime. I'm gonna somehow. be, I'm gonna it's be four seconds slower. I, yeah, I, th- I think it's just it's everybody. Everybody has this notion that they're more important than everybody else. Yeah. We have this delusion of importance, and really, we're not that important. No, nope, not at all. We should we should be to important. our families. We are. We and, should be important know, to each other. Is what we should yeah. be. But we're really not that important. There's too many of us to be that important. That's some I'm woke not. shit. Um, our favorite question out of the ten questions. Okay. What is your favorite curse word? Well, I guess <laughs> it's hard for it not to be answered to number one. Sometimes it's different, but. We get a good solid 50-50 these days, yeah, I feel. Yeah, yeah. What, what's the most common? Uh, cunt. People really love really? cunt. Oh, yeah. people love saying that. They they get really, like, edgy, just like you yeah, did yeah. when I said... They get, like, really, like, even I'm when they say I'm just surprised it, that it's their, one of their favorites. Well, because it's such a mood changer in the yeah. room. You can yeah, walk in and so. go, fuck this, and everyone laughs, but you walk in and go, listen here, cunts. Yeah, but see, I, I had a client you? who was... Who was from Australia, and he oh, trained yeah. with me for a year. They say that, like, fuck and, then. I mean, every morning, 5.30 in the morning... Morning, you, you know. Yeah. Cunt. I'm <laughs> well, like, dude, they use it's it not a, okay here. They use it as a term of endearment. <laughs> yeah. And oh, I said, I'm cunt. not, I'm not, yeah. Yeah. 
I would rather have you say, look, you fucking dick-faced. Oh, yeah. Than use that word. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Get, hit me with a 12-syllable yeah. instead of just that yeah, quick exactly. one that stings me deep. Yeah. Why don't you just punch me in the dick? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's so. a good one. We get we get that. We get motherfucker. We get fuck. Um, shit is like, what? it's in there, but I don't think it's up in the tops. <sighs> Top f- two are, are F and C. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. F and, F the and two C? most vulgar, eh? Hey? Yeah. People love it. <laughs> Fuck is so versatile, and then yeah. cunt packs a punch. It's it's the old one too. The old cunt punch. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't know about curse word. I use dill hole a lot. Uh, we've had we've had augmented words too. Yeah. Some people don't like to swear, and they'll say like fanny pack or something <laughs> like that's their favorite. But yeah, we have. Yeah, I I mean I use dill hole a lot. That's huh? It's fair enough. A lot of dill holes. Is that, holes usually, is that you, okay? I was gonna say is it directional? Like you. F- yeah, whatever. Well, I combine hole. I combine my first answer. Yeah. For question number one with dill hole. Oh. <laughs> like, and then sometimes they get the finger, but it's the other finger. Nice. It's not the middle. I promise. No. Nice. Yeah, that's it's the that. The that's really my condensating go-to. thumbs up. Yeah. And and you drive by and you're like, yeah. yeah. Good job. Yeah. I Keep. did that to a guy in traffic. He cut me off. He flew around. He got <laughs> what got me in front of him. That's all he did. <laughs> I pulled in front of him, and he flew around, got in front of me. I give him the thumbs up and start clapping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they lose it. Way to go. The and I point, is when they I lose point it. at my watch, and I can see him. He looks in his rear view, and he puts his hands up like the <laughs> yeah. fucking champion. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah that's oh, yeah, he did. You, you can't be mad at those no, people, though, because they're no, just playing man. your game with you. Oh, yeah. Uh, question number six. Yep. Nathan, what sound or noise do you love? What sound or noise do I love? Farting is always a good go-to. Nice. Um, Don't think anyone's ever everyone said that. Laughs. Everyone yeah, laughs. Yeah, farting is just, That's a first. It's, it's a, a go-to. First, yeah, yeah I, I, I get a kick out of farts. Nice. Hey, <laughs> yep. poop and fart jokes. It's, it's the hey, universal man. language of laughter, farting. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, as a, as a, you know, as a Canadian boy, I think dick and fart jokes are probably the hey, go-to. Hey, man. <laughs> There's nothing funnier than watching someone get Hitting like the dick nuts. punched. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know how painful it is, and yet oh. you laugh. Yeah. It's true. 100%. Yeah. As long as no one's bleeding, laugh it up. And then the same thing, <laughs> farting. If somebody yeah. farts and you're dying because it's toxic, yeah. you still think it's funny. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. those tend to that make just turns into, now. you fucking got me, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. The gas is funny until there's solids. Um, nobody likes sharts. Uh, no. True. <laughs> and if you do, you probably should talk to someone oh yeah, yeah. Wear a diaper. There, there there's are... an internet site for you somewhere <laughs> <laughs> rate rate my sharts.com rate my sharts. Um, <laughs> question number seven on the other end of that what All sound right. or noise do you hate oh. maybe that nice oh that's good we get it all the time the beard on no, the microphone um, what noise or sound do i hate do you like when people grunt really fucking loud when they're working out like lifting weight. Uh, I, I understand where it's coming from. That like fucking why? grinds my fucking but I, ears. I, I don't like. Yeah, so that's. I don't like the the noises when there's no reason. Like you know, you're you walk by a treadmill and somebody's on there and she sounds like a tennis star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and she's walking. Yeah. At a brisk. <laughs> she's got it on zero and a one incline. Yeah. <laughs> what profession? And again. Cody mentioned, and it was so interesting to get all the little drops of like, oh, I did this, and I did this, mm-hmm. and I did this. So barring all that stuff that you've done, which is cool fucking shit, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, so many. 
if I if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, I would probably say a tattoo artist. I think. Sweet. Yeah, I think I would. I think I'd enjoy that. Nice. Are you uh, inclined with your drawing no. skills? Not so no. much. No, I'm something pretty, that can't be. It can I'm, be learned. Yeah, but I think I would want to do that. Cool. I think if I had unlimited potential, yeah. I think I would be a tattoo artist. I think. Slick Sick. man, yeah. that's money. Uh, what profession would you not like to attempt? Um, I would not want to be the leader of a country, like the prime minister. I mean, even though he's a douche, it's a lot of and weight, the, and the president is a toad. <laughs> We got you, a douche in a you're, dick. You're giving people like this power it, and control that nobody should have on It's their insanity. Own. Yeah. It's insanity. I agree. Well, look at how so. fast you can tank a country's economy. <laughs> like, oh, three years. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Um, again, I can't say it enough. Thank you for, yeah, for coming fun, in. Uh, Thank you for the book. Yeah. Make sure yeah. to check out guys. Uh, Myofacial Exercise yep. for the Modern Day by yep. Nathan Lurie. Um, question number 10. If heaven exists, yes. What would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? <sighs> Congratulations, you weren't a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think your dad would like you saying that? Um, my dad probably has the same mentality, where it's probably like just don't, don't be, be an asshole. Hey. Don't you know? Just treat people like a normal human being. You don't have to be nice. You don't have to be an ass. Just you know. There's no reason to be mean, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, just, just I really be, appreciate just when uh, men of the cloth or women of the cloth yep. uh, have that take, that you yeah. don't have to live such a squeaky clean life that you can't have a beer, but just don't be a dickhole to people. Just don't smash yeah. the bottle on someone's head. Yeah. Because you know? like, like, <laughs> again, it's, 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 not about, it's not about the destination, right? It's right. the journey there. So it's don't be an asshole. Well, when you get to the destination, you're not going to know it anyway. No. So no, you don't even know. Don't worry about that. Who knows what the destination even is? Exactly. That's crazy. Nathan Lurie, thank you so much for sitting down at our table. Appreciate it, Um, guys. If you're having problems with your body, check out your uh, your fascia. Yeah. Okay. Check your fascia before you wreck your fascia. Uh, It's called Move Better Move Often dot com. Okay. The company is NJL Training. Uh, we're in the Nardella Clinic up by uh, North Hill Mall. Cool. On nice. 16th Ave. Right nice. on. And do you do any online? Because uh, I know you were kind of saying with your book, it's it's a little hard to train somebody if you're not yeah. there watching. But do, so do you do an for, online? Yeah, I, I almost forgot. There, We do digital downloads through the website that are a continuation of the book. So cool. if you get the book and do the movements and stuff and you feel like, okay, I need to progress, then there's there's videos that you can download off the website okay awesome. cool. yeah. right on awesome yeah. right on Great. well thanks for listening thanks guys for coming. Um, you're welcome back anytime if you I'd got anyth- it. anything it's a platform we, to, we love to showcase people here it's it's awesome this has been a great chat yeah, yeah. this has thanks, been guys. really uh informative yeah take and it to the gym lots of on that note ladies and gentlemen enjoy your journey don't be an asshole and love everybody there ELE. You go. as E-L-E. per buddha there, there you go. go peace out everybody peace out <laughs>